0: Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest.
1: Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Yeah, well, history is going to change. All right, listen up. I don't like white people. I hate rednecks. You people are (laughs) rednecks. The the Galactic
2: Galactic. Is uh, everybody safe from the day of jihad?
0: Barely.
1: Oh Barely. holy shit. There it's are close. so many so many people at the shop talking about that. I'm just like I, I hate the industry I work in.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't on a construction site yesterday. I just know I would have tried to get out of work because <laughs> I I would not have wanted to be there.
0: Uh, uh, why would this Day of Reckoning be a Friday?
2: Friday the 13th at that, you know? Hey, let's right. add some more scary shit on top of it. Uh, and and for, I I don't... Much like their, their initial quote-unquote attack, whatever, and I'm not trying to lessen the fact that they launched missiles into Israel, but whatever, it really wasn't that much of an attack compared to what happens from the other side constantly but why would why would they announce it if if it was to take everybody by surprise just curious about those things you know that's weird to me
0: right
1: right yeah it does raise some questions
2: i still am very distraught because it it's it's shooting fish in the barrel you mm-hmm. know oh yeah what's the purpose of this other than to kill massive amounts of people
0: yeah and it seems like it's just like at this point just killing to kill and cruelty to be cruel like israel controls all of the land around the gaza strip and then they're like oh you know we're gonna turn off all of you know these important essential things like electricity and water and internet and everything and then tell them that it's safe to pass this way. And then while they're trying to flee, bomb them. Like, yeah, it's clear. It's clear that one side has a huge advantage here.
1: Yeah. You tell 1.1 million people to evacuate in six hours and you destroy one of their evacuation routes. So you want a million people to go through a single gate in six hours and then you do an airstrike on the column of fleeing civilians right they've already done the the ethnic cleansing of israel now they just are moving on to the genocide
2: yeah uh, it's, how how do you even call it a war like like everybody's calling this the israel hamas war or vice versa or whatever and it's like how is it even a war when you need at, at minimum two combatants but only one combatant actually has the offensive and defensive power to do anything.
1: You're going to talk in the international legal sense. It, it's, this can't be a war because a war is between nation states.
2: Yes. And the only place, there are only few countries that actually recognize Palestine that as being a Israel state.
1: doesn't, so they can't declare war.
0: Question. Considering Dan's point, of it not really being a war war because it's not between two nation states. Does Israel think that maybe that technicality will allow them to continue to commit war crimes like using white phosphorus?
1: There's an interesting thing about the Geneva Convention is you don't need a war to commit war crimes.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's handy.
2: And I was going to say, much like the U.S., with the continuing ongoing but not quite as bad war on terrorism you you don't have to have a combatant as long as you declare everything that they do as an act of terrorism so everything is bad and uh we won't give you the chance to do it again so yeah That's cool and good.
0: It's just been like such a heavy week. I'm sure you guys have felt it too. And the thing is that we are in the preferred position where we, for lack of a better phrase, only have to watch this happen in disgust and we're not actually experiencing it.
2: Yeah, we don't really necessarily have skin in the game, supposedly, quote unquote, whatever.
0: Except for like, you know, human right to exist and stuff like that. But it's like... Pardon me. I don't mean to go on a tangent, but it's one of those things where I almost envy my apolitical friends. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, first of all, I don't understand how they cannot talk about it or not be depressed about it because I I can't <laughs> I can't see how that would be possible. But it's like I don't know. I actually have a lot of Orthodox Jewish friends, and so I've been seeing like these two very different experiences between. My friends on like, like Jewish friends on meta apps like Facebook and Instagram, and Jewish comrades Mm -hmm. on like Twitter. It's like a very separate, it's like night and day because like my comrades on Twitter are anti Zionist. You know, they're like, don't kill in my name, that kind of thing. They kind of, in my opinion, like see what's happening, like how it's actually happening. And then my Zionist friends are like, you know, oh my god, we have to stay home from work and school, you know, yesterday. Which, I mean, I get that. That's, like, a legitimate fear. I'm not gonna knock anyone that didn't want to go anywhere yesterday. But it's just, like, this really weird contrast of how I'm seeing, like, people in my IRL life as well, like, experiencing this thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not to be a dick, but, like, I saw a bunch of those videos about, oh, my God, we have to stay protected. You have to be careful. Da, 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 da. And I I felt they were bullshit. I felt like they were crocodile tears. I felt like they were making a mountain out of a molehill.
0: Because Can I interject really quick, really quick? I'm, I'm really sorry. I do want to qualify that I understand people's fears for not wanting to go out yesterday, but I don't think it's a founded actual fear. No Hamas terrorist is going to come over here to Southern California or fucking Texas and mass shoot, you know, a temple or a school. That's just not going to happen. And it's like, I, I also saw the video, of, like there was like this white girl in, I don't know, New York or something. We'll go with New York, who was like holding a Starbucks cup and just complaining about, Oh, they want us dead, they want us dead or whatever. It's like, you're fine. Yeah. You're you're fine. And they make this they make this whole point where they don't want to live in fear. They don't want to worry about being targeted and attacked for who they are, while at the same time perpetuating a genocidal and oppressive state in Israel doing that exact thing to Palestinians and Gazans and everyone. So I wanted to say I agree with you, Rev. It is a bunch of bullshit and crocodile tears. I just wanted to get that out there.
2: So, no, no, that's fine. It's just, it's, it's like one of the other videos that I saw was from the University of Washington, where there was a a Palestinian, you know, protest for, for freedom and stuff like that. And these two Zionist femmes are standing on the peripheral of this protest And are crying to an administrator about how how can you do this? How can you let them do this? They want us dead. Can't you see that they want us dead? They don't want us to be here. They want to kill us. And the whole time is they're crying. And they're yelling at this administrator. And the administrator is trying to explain to them, like, they have a right to be here. This is the First Amendment these things are allowed to happen. You guys can have a protest. And the whole time they're just crying and bawling and 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 just projecting what it is that they're it's so difficult to say this because I don't want to say they're people, but at least the Zionist government in Israel is doing all the time. And it's a lot like the colonizers here who get up in arms when you talk about land back because it's well they're just going to wipe us out they're going to put us on boats and they're going to send us home and they're they're going to try to wipe as many of us out as they can and it's like where's that fear coming from right it seems very misplaced
0: right we don't want to be treated like how we've treated them basically yeah and i do think it's fair to say that when we're we're talking about like Israel we are talking about like the Israeli state not like Israel the state not the Israeli people necessarily yeah
1: in the same way of when you're talking about the war in Ukraine when you say the Russians you mean the Russian state not exactly your average uh folk in that country yeah
0: yeah yeah exactly unless it, you're the the Israeli citizens that are making tiktok videos to mock palestinians who have had their water turned off and stuff like that yeah that guy can just fuck off
2: i hope something very special happens to him
0: well i saw that sl- like his accounts were hacked or taken over by someone so that's pretty hilarious but it's just one of those things it's like I'll, I'll lump him into the state but generally speaking average israeli joe and also it's like just, like, there are Israeli Jews, Israeli Christians, and Israeli Muslims, and there's also, like, Palestinian Muslims, Palestinian Jews, and Palestinian Christians. And I feel like a lot of people don't think about that because there is, like, this huge, like, just making everything about Judaism, I feel.
2: But I mean, yeah, but it's also kind of hard to, to differentiate between who is a Zionist and who is in everyday Joshua in Israel, because it it seems like even if you're apolitical there, you still have an entire foot on the side of the Zionists and have just a toe point on the side with Palestinians being treated as human. It it just I, from what I've seen from Israel, like that's just what it looks like to me. There are way more Zionists than there are this group of middle ground people, and then there's the even smaller, not necessarily left leaning, but at least very liberal and wanting the Palestinians to at least be recognized.
1: Yeah, you got the, that, the that's full mix of people.
2: But it just it's it's it doesn't seem like the apolitical people are are that large of a group to to really have anything to like unlike the Democratic Party here you know what I'm saying like the Democratic Party here has some kind of sway a little bit over the way things happen whereas over there it's just all like far right nationalism. I don't know i might just be taking things personally so
0: i definitely do not disagree with you there i was just i've seen a lot of people make this purely like as an anti-semitic thing as far as i understand it it's it's not it's not because israel is majority jewish it's because israel is just being an asshole to the gaza strip like that seems to be it and it just seems like people just conflate an attack on israel yeah. as an attack on judaism and i, I think that's kind of i think that's just ringing loud to me because that's what i'm seeing my friends say and it's kind of like you
1: know yeah let I me mean, hamas isn't attacking jews they're attacking israel that just happened right. to have a lot of jewish people in it
0: correct you know, and they will use things like, you know, a place of worship or like a day that they know a bunch of people will be gathered in one place for something because that's just like, I mean, A, Israel's been doing that too in the past, but it's one, it's just, for lack of a better phrase, like if you're going to strike someone and you want the most casualties you can get. Unfortunately, that's what you're gonna do. Just like how, you know, Stephen Paddock shot up the fucking country music festival. You know, you're gonna choose a gathering. So, but it's terrible, terrible nonetheless.
2: Yeah, or or the way that most mass shooters, or, or at least the far right mass shooters, tend to go into uh, synagogues and or you know, wait outside of synagogues and do their thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Or black churches. Mm -hmm.
2: So, and I think that's the other thing people need to realize about Israel too, is the fact that like, they're very racist. (laughs) It's to the point where they're not even allowing people who are Jewish from Africa come into the country. Like they're, they're not allowed in Israel. There's no,
0: Right, like they have this weird caste system that's like not official but very apparent. Yeah,
2: you're not Jewish unless you're light-skinned kind of thing. It's, It's so blatant and for them to be like, oh, no, 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 see, we're happy people and we accept everybody and yada, yada, yada. And then you see videos of them caging these people from Africa, you know, to keep them away from them. And going into uh, Palestinian homes, taking them over. And then when the Palestinian family comes back, they stand outside and not only assert their dominance and ownership of the home, but they also try to wipe it away as, we're doing this for you. See, we're trying to help you. You need to go and be with your own people yada 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 and how how do they see themselves as good in their savior chosen person eyes and and feel and sleep and then wake up and feel like there's nothing going on and it's not them being the problem
0: right it's just like a lot of cope and propaganda and just a, uh, a lot of a, uh, a lot of psychology going on yeah. there.
1: Essentially, Israeli state bad, Jewish people fine, Palestine good. That's what it, what it, what it all boils down to.
2: Yeah, yeah. So after taking up most of that first segment, how is everybody doing? I Hanging am the in. Reverend Doctor Poop Daddy.
0: <laughs> I am Ted, aka Shrug.
1: I'm Dan.
2: Yay, everybody is here. Yeah, like the only thing that's been getting me through this week has been the show Resident Alien. Because it's just, it's hilarious. It's Alan Tudyk, so I like Alan Tudyk. It's in no way political, really. So, but it's just, it's it's a wonderful show. And it's been helping me work through my disdain. Yeah, that's the word, disdain.
0: Comfort shows. Are the best.
2: <laughs>
0: I found
2: it. I've never seen it before.
0: Is it a new and, show? And,
2: no, it's old. But uh, I've never. It, it's on Sci-Fi, so that's why I've never seen it.
0: I was going to say it sounds like I've heard of it before, but I've never seen it or really know what it's about.
2: It's an alien who uh, comes to destroy Earth, and instead of doing that, their ship gets hit by lightning. And they lose the earth-destroying device initially. And so they have to take over somebody's body in order to find it. And they unfortunately choose the town doctor for a small town in Colorado. And uh, hijinks ensue. Oh, that sounds fun. It is. It's pretty good, especially with Alan Tudick. Like I said, I love that guy. So
0: Does he still have, like medical knowledge and stuff or is it like is he now incapable of being a doctor because the alien inside of him isn't one
2: yes the the latter
0: okay (laughs) i was like yes what (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no no yeah he absolutely you'll have to see yeah just if you get the chance to watch it yeah yeah i think i will that sounds pretty good yeah yeah total hijinks so it's really it's pretty because he has to learn how to be human because he doesn't know. Right. So other than that, uh, you all got anything, anything that we may have touched on last month or anything new to uh, reflect on and or whatever?
0: I mean, I have a couple of just like things that happen. of course, everything is always like on social media. So I had like a couple of weird things happen on social media i'd like to talk about i also have another sustainable swap i know that at least one person took my advice uh regarding bamboo toothbrushes two podcasts ago and that's super exciting but i think that's pretty much it
1: yeah i don't really have anything to add from last month and i'm thoroughly sure. off social media so good
0: for
2: you I
1: get to avoid weird interactions
2: i'd say you're lucky but you're missing out on a lot no i'm kidding <laughs>
0: I don't know about you, but I can't get enough of it actually i I start to wither if I don't have someone like insult me or mansplain something to me or just be terrible uh
2: you know I mean, you could just send me a message via email and I could pick up the slack I guess
0: <laughs> um I need some abuse, thank you,
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, no that's not me. I'm not good at that part, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm out. <laughs> So uh, next I have up then is going to be Dan. You said you're bringing a flag bit, something that might be able to be a deep dive, but like initially you can just kind of keep it short. Would that be correct?
1: Well, that's about 15 minutes worth of material. Yeah, that's easy. Basically, for quite some time, I've been kind of casually nerding out on flags because the all-knowing, all-seeing TikTok algorithm sent me down a rabbit hole of vexillology. I'm sorry, of what? Uh, vexillology So, uh-huh. study of flags.
2: Okay, cool. I like it.
1: Yeah, I, I've always kind of appreciated good-looking flags that, you know, convey their meaning simply and elegantly. Mm. Classic example is the, the Chicago flag. It's a, it's a good-looking flag.
2: I will agree. I'm not even from Chicago, and I do think it's a handsome flag.
1: I've been kind of spoiled because I live in Arizona, and our oh. state flag is objectively a good-looking banner. Mm-hmm. But I looked into the history of it and it's the USA. So, of course, the flag represents a history of genocide and colonialism. Mm-hmm. The stripes, of course, 13 British colonies and the colors of the Arizona flag are uh, derived from the the ones the Spanish carried through the Southwest in their reign of terror.
2: Man, see, I was always told the uh, yellow stripes were for copper. Man,
1: oh, elementary
2: weird. school sucks. They're the exact <laughs> colors of
1: the Spanish flag. Okay. Yeah, so my
2: teacher's lied to me.
1: <laughs> so that got me wondering what other U.S. flags contain symbolism associated with genocide, hate, bigotry. So I did some digging. I came up with three flags that might and seven flags that definitely do contain imagery or symbolism directly derived from the short-lived Confederate States of America.
2: Yay! The winners.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's the a little script here. I've ordered them from the most to least, obviously, associated with the Confederacy. Or I wrote that backwards, and it's the other way around.
0: Okay. Fast and loose. Let's go.
1: Not to sound too <laughs> much like a millennial uh, clickbaity thing or anything, but the last one might shock you.
2: <gasps> oh, <laughs> let's go, Huff Post.
1: All right. Uh, up front, we'll start with the three flags that... Historians and vexillologists can't find direct links to the Confederacy or the, uh, quote, Confederate flag, which will actually was the battle flag of Northern Virginia. But for brevity, I'm just going to call that the Confederate flag.
2: The old stars and bars. Yeah. yeah. So okay.
1: I'll go over that. these these three quick because they officially may or may not contain Confederate symbols. So those three are Alabama, Florida and Tennessee. Little side note of every state in this script. Florida is the only one my computer doesn't (laughs) auto-capitalize. So thank you, Apple Computer. (laughs) Alabama's flag is just the St. Andrew's Cross, which is that red cross on a white background, which was the inspiration for the Confederate flag. Alabama's was adopted in 1895 when the legislature was mostly made up of former Confederates. So in my opinion, Alabama, you busted. That's Confederate to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Next up, Florida. Florida. They've got a whole mess of flag designs, ranging from the red X from the Spanish colonizers to the just the state seal on a white bedsheet kind of thing, to their current flag, which is another St. Andrews cross with the state seal. It's essentially the same since the year of our Lord and Savior Baby Jesus Christ nineteen hundred. Nothing official links it to the CSA, but I still find it kind of questionable and also a shitty looking flag. <laughs> last in the line of maybes and perhapses is Tennessee. This one sits perfectly in the center of maybe and perhaps. It has three stars on a, what they call a blue charge on a red field. It's generally a similar layout to the third flag of the actual CSA flag. And Tennessee's flag was adopted right in the middle of the Jim Crow era. So I don't know. There's no direct evidence of Tennessee's flag being linked to the CSA, but There's a vexillologist called Andrew Knowlton, where I got a lot of this research from, can't find any direct links. So maybe, uh, maybe not, but still maybe Confederate.
2: It sounds to me like they are directly tied just because the one is from the Jim Crow era and the rest are like directly after the war. So if you're changing your flag after a loss, like there has to be some meaning behind that. You know what I'm also, saying? The
0: thing with like the Tennessee flag is it has like the same components as like the Confederate flag that we all know and love. It looks like someone chewed up the Confederate flag and spit it out. And that's what the Tennessee flag looks like.
1: Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. But the other flags that I'm going to get to directly and officially are remnants of the Confederacy. Those three just don't have any official legislative links. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Hmm. I have a question real quick. What's with all the uh, St. Andrews flags being part of it? I know the St. Andrews flag is traditionally from England, Britain, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, just England. It was superimposed upon the Scots. Yeah. If I remember correctly.
1: It it was also popular in Spain, and a lot of the states that use it were Spanish colonies.
2: Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Okay. I never knew Spain had a thing for the St. Andrew's cross. Like I just knew that was an English thing. And I always kind of like Dan, you and I know our Welsh friend from the uh, supporters yeah. group who always calls it the butchers. Acre. Yep. So I, that's why I'm just kind of like, I was very confused by that. So
1: yeah. In the research I did, a lot of Spain came up, especially like the Southeast.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Cause that is where the Spanish came initially. Yeah. Ooh, that was bad phrasing. Bad
1: phrasing. <laughs> so he'll um, move on to the flags with direct links to the Confederacy, and uh, of course, it's legacy of slavery, genocide, hatred, and the dog shit bastardization of country music and redneck culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Tidbit of preamble: One should note that prior to 1861 and the beginning of secession, very few states actually had official flags because states in the union didn't feel necessary for individual pieces to have their own identifier apart from the nation white southerners on the other hand tended to think of themselves as being from their state first and their nation second like i'm not american i'm virginian that kind of thing
2: yes that makes a lot of sense because it's still like that
1: yeah and that's kind of where state flags generally started so the top of the list virginia because obviously their flag would be tied to the confederacy Currently, it's a seal depicting a female warrior standing over a defeated king with the name Virginia above, which is a big vexillology no-no, and then the Latin term sic semper tyrannis underneath it, meaning thus always to tyrants. Solid blue flag aside from that. Those words, sic semper tyrannis, would later be shouted by noted actor John Wilkes Booth during the assassination of some impressively tall former lawyer from Illinois.
2: (laughs) With a very large hat.
1: Yep, big hat. That type of flag is called a seal on a bedsheet. Okay. That's just an interesting thing. It was adopted just a few days after Virginia seceded from the U.S. They thought the U.S. had become tyrannical in their insistence that people can't own other people. Spoiler alert, Virginia lost the war. The Virginia government in exile, the American Virginia government, moved to Wheeling in what would become West Virginia. Used the same flag but replaced the Latin with the words liberty and union. After the U.S. won the war, Virginia continued using the Liberty and Union flag because the Latin flag was forever tied to slavery. And, um, you know, you'll remember that I said their current flag says Six Emperor Tyrannus. That's the current flag that was readopted in 1873, exactly the year that former Confederates were allowed to vote again. <laughs> Turns out Virginia never stopped liking slavery, and they go on proving that that's true to this day. So basically, Virginia's flag existed because of the Confederacy, then stopped existing because America, and then was reestablished because lost causers. It's also the only U.S. state with a bare breast on it.
2: Nice. I wonder how many Southerners are there.
1: Next state. (laughs) (laughs) How many Southern 13-year-olds?
2: Exactly. Yeah, we'll leave it at that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, next state. Another obvious one, Georgia the fifth state to secede from the Union. They have a long history of slavery, and it should come as no surprise that their flag contains references to the Confederacy. Oh, who am I kidding? It's it's not just referential. It literally is the official flag of the Confederate States of America with Georgia's state seal slapped on it. That's, that's really all there is to it. Fancy. That's their new flag. From 1956 to 2001, it was a Confederate battle flag with the state seal on it. It was adopted specifically to show defiance to um, the federal desegregation of schools. Wow. Eh,
2: okay. Why does that remind me of the Dukes of Hazard? I, I feel like that was in the Dukes of Hazard at some point. Like the Georgia flag, not necessarily the history of the Georgia flag or the flag of Georgia. Well, the
0: General Lee had the Confederate flag on it.
2: That might be what I'm thinking about. And I know that that's not the the flag of the Confederacy, so... Per se.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the battle flag. And it was only of like one specific army. Confederate sympathizers aren't necessarily known for their clear knowledge of history.
2: (laughs) Fair point. Yeah, true.
1: Next state, Arkansas. This flag's just a rearranged battle flag with some extra little tidbits thrown in. So rather than the cross, Arkansas has gone for a diamond shape, which has the exact same colors and even the angles are the same as the battle flag. Inside the diamond from top to bottom is a single star, the word Arkansas, and then three more stars. The three stars on the bottom represent the nations that Arkansas has been part of, France, Spain, and the United States. Arkansas has technically been part of four nations, and that's where the top star comes into play. According to the literal Ku Klux Klan member who put it there, the uppermost and most prominent star represents the Confederacy. In 1903, a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution designed the flag with just the three lower stars to represent several threes pertaining to Arkansas. It was the third state to come out of the Louisiana Purchase. It happened in 1803 and it had been part of France Spain the U.S. Then in 1923, aforementioned Klan member, state lawmaker Neil Bollinger, proposed adding a fourth star and after some minor rearranging, we got the Arkansas flag in its current form. Just in case there was any confusion, in nineteen eighty-seven, a law was signed which reaffirmed the Confederate star. And that, that law said, quote, the blue star above the word Arkansas is to commemorate the Confederate States of America. That law was signed by none other than Governor Bill the wow. Sachsman Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Arkansas has a literal law on the books signed by a modern Democrat that essentially states the Confederacy was the most important part of Arkansas history, and they have no plans to change that. Crazy.
2: Sounds like he's a past Democrat, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's There's been a, a handful of campaigns to change the official meaning behind the star to represent indigenous peoples of the land called Arkansas, but those have all failed. Of course. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the fucking Klan designed the flag that school children learn about in history class, and it flies over all the government buildings in Arkansas.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. I knew there was like some definite like undertones, but I didn't know it was like a literal Klansman like stamped that star up Mm -hmm. there. Damn.
1: Yeah, literal Klansman, and then freaking Bill Clinton was like, "Yep, that's that's the Confederates."
2: See, I always just kind of figured the diamond shape was because of all the diamonds you can find in Arkansas and had absolutely nothing to do with any of that. I am naive.
1: You take a protractor to those things. They they have the exact same angle of slant as the St. Andrews cross.
0: Wow. That fact is pretty impressive. Like when you think about the little intricacies, even if they're like, you know, references to awful stuff. That's a pretty interesting aspect, I think, of flag design.
1: Yeah. That's like the stuff that I like about this whole vexillology thing is you find those little things and you're like, oh, shit, that's actually like, that's pretty clever.
2: Yeah. Hiding in plain sight.
1: Hiding in plain sight and with laws about it.
0: That's so crazy.
1: So let's do North Carolina next. North Kakalaki, here we go. Yo, all right. Adopted in June 1861, which is about a month after they seceded. It also resembles the CSA flag, has a couple of dates above and below, and then the letters NC and a white star. Those dates are May 20th, 1775, and April 12th, 1776. The first date refers to what is a thoroughly debunked Macklenburg Declaration, which allegedly was the date North Carolina claimed independence from Great Britain. The second refers to the Halifax Resolves, which somehow did the very same thing but nobody outside of north carolina took them seriously like they didn't leave great britain it's it's whatever here's where i mentioned that the lower date used to be may 20th 1861 the day north carolina seceded from the u.s but the change to the 1776 date was suggested by a former confederate soldier but I, I say stop putting dates of secession on your flag. It's tacky as hell.
0: It is. It's so cringe.
1: A flag is supposed to be a symbol. I don't want to have to read. <laughs> so moving down in the script and down on the map, South Carolina, big blue flag with a palmetto tree and a crescent, which is not the moon.
2: Wait, it's not the moon?
1: Nope, that's not the moon. The crescent shape is supposed to be a colonial era gorget or gorget, the piece of armor
2: i have no idea what that is
1: it's like a neck protector oh okay
0: i was gonna say it does look like a big necklace basically
1: yeah it's you know like a a suit of armor like the metal longs knights and dragons and that kind of stuff that's represents a piece of that armor
2: oh okay that's stupid oh (laughs) yeah
1: yeah and they put it up where the moon would be (laughs) which
2: makes it even more (laughs) dumb like i'm just like that's a moon <laughs> on a palmetto.
0: And I could just see people getting mad, be like, that's not a moon. Why would you even think it's a moon just because it looks exactly like one and is in the sky above a tree? God. That, that's
2: yeah. like somebody who's Muslim, you know, with the moon and the star being like, no, the star's just there for shits and giggles. That's actually a necklace. I mean, what the fuck?
1: <laughs>
0: this is, that's so weird.
1: It's a weird design choice. I mean, it's a good looking flag, but Honestly, that's, that's the moon. I don't care what officially they say it is. That's the moon.
0: Overruled, it's the moon, yes.
1: Yep, You don't get to tell me what your flag <laughs> right. is.
2: They're just trying to look smart. It's not the moon, it's this. See, we're intelligent. And that's not to say yeah. that all Southerners are dumb, just the person who designed this flag, that's all.
1: Yeah. So that flag was officially adopted five weeks after secession and is completely unchanged to today. It was originally meant as a national flag of South Carolina because the Confederacy hadn't been founded yet. It was the first flag to be flown over the defeated Fort Sumter, which makes South Carolina the first secessionist flag ever to replace a U.S. flag. Mm. They just never bothered changing their state flag or making any kind of statement distancing its design from the Confederacy.
0: Wow. I
2: bet you they just thought everybody would figure that was a moon. They're just like, Ever- that that's that's what, I it's the moon. They'll- that's all they'll see it as.
1: Yeah. And they just kept it. The real deal. Yeah. So um, the next two flags don't immediately invoke the Confederacy just by looking at them, but they definitely do reference the nation of slavery, which lasted for less time than Taco Bell, Doritos, Tacos Locos.
2: <laughs> Those aren't good anyway. So I guess it works.
1: Yeah. They aren't good. The Confederacy wasn't good. They have something in common. So uh, Maryland, which currently politically is liberal as shit per capita by voter. It's actually more liberal than New York and California.
2: Makes sense.
1: Huh. Yeah, but they're all united under a half and half slaveholding flag. It's divided into quadrants with black and yellow checks in two quadrants and red and white crosses in the other two. Mm-hmm. The black and yellow is the Calvert flag, which is heraldry of the uh, family that founded the Maryland colony crosses are the crossland flag believed to be the heraldry of the crossland family in 1854, the state government adopted a black and yellow image as the state seal, which prompted pro-slavery Marylanders, Marylandites, those people, the pro-slavery people adopted the crossland coat of arms. They actually loved those crosses so much. They wove them into stockings and painted them on their children's clothes.
0: Can't get enough.
1: Yeah. Up until the Civil War, where Maryland was still part of the Union, the Crossland flag was so associated with secessionists that even wearing the colors red and white together could get you charged with treason. Dang. (laughs) These days, if you ever go to Maryland, you'll see that flag everywhere. Like, you can't avoid looking at it in that state. But if you see just the red and white cross somewhere, run.
0: Okay. Wow, noted.
2: The flag of Maryland is like all over the University of Maryland, all over their uniforms and shit. So that's just obsessive.
1: Yeah. And white supremacists will fly just the Crossland flag because that's the slavery half. Wow. In 1905, the flag as it is now was adopted to be a symbol of reconciliation and unity But the flag as it is in the 1880s was the flag of the 5th Regiment of the Maryland National Guard, which was known as the Rebel Brigade because it was essentially all former Confederate soldiers. It was real popular during the Jim Crow era.
2: Gee, I don't know why.
1: The current Maryland flag was flown by former Confederates who still were loyal to the cause or whatever.
2: Well, all right.
1: And even the unionist part, the black and yellow Calvert bit, the Calvert family was rich on the backs of people that they owned. So basically the entire Maryland flag can go fuck off.
2: Yeah, yeah. See, and that's terrible because I always thought it was very fancy looking, you know? Like I really thought that flag was like one of the better looking flags in the uh, the U.S.
1: Yeah. the problem is half of it is secessionist flag and the other half is slave owning unionist flag
2: wow yeah so really racist and
0: then just racist disappointing yeah truly
1: but Marylanders really love that flag they do all right you ready for the last flag yeah you got any guesses
0: oh yes I I don't know
1: (laughs) Ted Ted go for
0: it (laughs) yeah I Hawaii
1: no actually
0: Oh no! Wait, Hawaii doesn't have a Confederate flag. It has like a it has a different country's flag. Like doesn't it have think a it union. I the British flag. The union. The British
2: flag. Yeah, British flag. yeah.
0: yeah. <sighs> Sorry, yeah. wrong, wrong empire.
2: Okay, okay, all right. I'm gonna say, Mississippi.
1: No, they actually got rid of their reference to the Confederacy. Good for Ugh. them.
0: Good for them, though.
1: They used to have the battle flag. It got taken off. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay
0: is it something like ohio or something
2: oh god that would be amazing the pennant yeah
1: oh yeah i forgot the flag's a pennant but no it's actually a coastal elite liberal paradise california <gasps> wait Whoa, oh wow
2: hours. the the burr though and the red star yep
1: the bear flag with the words california republic was designed and flown originally by a couple dozen extremely drunk white men in 1846 when they took over an unarmed Mexican fort.
2: I've heard this story and it's amazing.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm talking like drunk, like drunker than Nixon and Ulysses Grant. If they were smashed together in a whiskey barrel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is such a crazy story.
1: Yeah. So they took over a fort. a couple weeks later, the U S Navy showed up and claimed California for the United States. They ran up the U S flag and the bear flag came down. You know, then there was a, Bit of a kerfuffle, courtesy of James K. Polk, and that made California a state. It was, at the time, a free state in name only. If you go online, you can still find digital old newspapers advertising slave auctions and records of wealthy abolitionists purchasing and freeing enslaved Black and Indigenous people. Wow. Because, yeah, what you'd think the white people in California were going to dig up all that gold with their tender little hands. Right. Too delicate.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Man. Anyway, yeah. most of these aforementioned inebriates were counted among those slave owners. I forgot to mention before the, uh, as they were called, bear flaggers were not just drunk but also brought their slaves with them to the newly captured fort.
2: Yep. Follows the storyline.
0: <laughs> Can't leave home without them.
1: Yeah, Slavers designed a flag, got replaced by Old Glory by some probably also drunk sailors. Until the Civil War was about to kick off when communities of slave owners and secessionists started flying the bear flag and uh, discussed you know, breaking away into an independent California republic.
2: A lot of that talk's still going on.
0: I was telling Deanna that all that information about the California flag is crazy. The only thing I really knew about our flag was that it had the golden bear on it, which was hunted to extinction. But I had no idea that it was like by slave owners for slave owners kind of thing. See,
2: and what's crazy to me is the part that I knew about the flag was that it was originally created by like this crazy guy up in the north of California who was very much into the gold at the time. You know, like Dan said, he was also very drunk too, but I never knew that he and all of his participants were confederates like i didn't know that part i knew that they went down to take over that fort and did somehow beat the spanish who were there i can't remember how they did it it was some kind of hoaxy thing but the person who i heard the story from never said that they were one slave owners and two part of the confederacy in that essence wow
1: yep that's great great news after the war the bear flag remained in the hearts and minds and on the porches of lost causers and racists. But officially, it was lowered and replaced by the Stars and Stripes. So California no longer had a state flag. Until 1911, when the bear flag was introduced to the state legislature by a member of the whites-only group, Native Sons of the Golden West. Oh, God. This is a, a group whose president wrote, quote, California was given by God to a white people, and with God's strength, we want to keep it as he gave it to us.
2: Jesus Christ! Yeah.
1: In the same legislative session that that piece of shit proposed, the flag, uh, also proposed several anti-Asian pieces of legislation. So that's that. The beloved California Republic bear flag was originally flown by slavers and then dropped, and then revived by slavers and then dropped again, and then revived again by a lost cause type racists and finally adopted by a thoroughly racist legislative body to represent the whole of the great state of California.
0: Wow.
2: Might as well just call California Oregon for how racist that is.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree.
2: One thing to be a racist state. It's another thing to be a state full of sundown towns.
1: Yeah. It's a slave flag that, When it became the uh, official state flag was proposed by somebody who thought California should be whites only.
0: Incredible. Well, that's fun. You
1: know, our country's legacy of slavery and genocide are not history that is left undisturbed in the past. It's, it's currently happening. Black folks routinely murdered by police. Indigenous children are stolen from their families. Mm -hmm. People of color all across the country are constantly discriminated against and more ways than can even be described. And that's all happening here and happening now. And we have a bunch of flags that celebrate that fact.
0: Literally woven into the fabric of our country. Yep. God.
2: There's no words for that. Like that's just Thanks Dan. You opened our eyes.
1: Of course. So you know like all that stuff I don't I don't have a solution. I mean like I live on land that historically isn't mine and Like, I'd go back where my my family came from, but fuck is it cold in Scotland.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, now all we can do is keep fighting for a better world and burn every flag we get our hands on.
2: Yes. Yep. Burn them all. All right. The next thing that I have, Ted, let's hear about your story with the uh, weird uh, interaction that uh, we both kind of partook in.
0: Yeah, that was that was a little bizarre. So it was like this really weird interaction on Twitter with someone that was like a mutual who's now blocked, who has before asked me to teach him something that he could learn himself in like four minutes on Google, right? One of those Mm -hmm. types. He seemed to have just like a habit of wanting people to enlighten him in general. And The whole reason like this even came about was because he replied to one of the COGB tweets just seemed like out of the blue asking if we had a Patreon. Now, stupid me. I was like, Oh, maybe he wants to, you know, support us a little bit, you know, which apparently was an unreasonable expectation. And so he's like, Hey, do you guys have a Patreon? And he's told that we do. And instead of saying thank you or nothing, or any, any other reasonable reply. He goes on to say to me and then, you know, just like uh, replying to everyone that he says Patreon is like mutual aid and or panhandling. And it was just this weird thing that kicked off, I guess, would be considered discourse. I said that, you know, those are different things. And he asked me to please describe how each one is different. And I told him to Google it because I didn't have the energy. And, you know, he's asked me to do this for him before. This isn't, like, new. And I don't think that made him mad so much as, like, friends, including Rev, liking my reply to him, basically telling him to do his own work, that seemed to infuriate him. It was really bizarre. Like, he said something along the lines of them liking that post And then you know, um, following replies that I made where I was basically standing up for myself, he said that them liking that was being hostile. So he started going through and blocking everyone that was liking my replies to him, saying that I shouldn't be expected to teach him something he can learn himself in minutes. I think in the end, he ended up blocking like six people whose only crime was supporting me (laughs) for like standing up for myself. And even after... (laughs) And even after I reminded him, I'm like, you know, conversing on a public platform means that other people will, you know, like, read what you say. He seemed to be really unhappy that other people were interacting, you know. And he said to me, he said, the problem is that they are agreeing with your take. And my take was simply that, like, don't default to increasing the mental load of someone instead of taking initiative to learn something on your own. And it was this truly bizarre thing You know, and like, in previous posts, he had claimed to be a former journalist. And I was like, well, he knows how to research things, unless that's like his whole thing is he just has everyone else do the work for him. And it was just this weird, like his language and stuff. He was just being manipulative and weird about like the whole thing. Like, me and my friends were the problem. When he was the one that was like, I don't understand this. Can you explain it to me? And I'm like, no, I don't have the energy. And then my friends were like, yeah, she shouldn't have to. because She doesn't have the energy. And then they're the bad guys. It was the weirdest thing.
2: It was more of a harassment thing than anything. Like he was seriously doing everything he could to manipulate you and break you down and do this labor for him because of whatever reason I think it's mostly because you are woman you do work for me man
0: right. the thing that kills me is that in the time that this whole exchange happened he could have easily learned the difference between like mutual aid panhandling and you know everything else and a patreon. <laughs> like he could have he yeah. could have learned all of that in the time that it took for him to basically throw a tantrum. And it was just the weird, it was the, one of the weirdest interactions I think I've had.
2: And what's weird for me is like, I was sincere when he initially was like, this has a Patreon. Right. I was like, yeah. And again, thinking the same thing that like maybe they're going to go and check it out. Right. Or maybe they're going to be like, oh, well, you guys are stupid and shouldn't have a Patreon. Right. This sucks. What well, you know? Not, oh, well, this is panhandling and or. Uh, what did he charity? That's what. Yeah, it was was bizarre. I'm just like, do you you seriously don't? There's two huge differences between that. One, we're not standing out somewhere going, please give us money, and and two, I think I even broke down like the history of what Patreon is and what a patron is, and you know, wanting to do whatever it is that we're doing. I know it's not necessarily art, this is something that we're having fun doing and having somebody like chip in for it so we can do it without having to beg for money or whatever.
0: And the weird thing is like, and this is what really got me more than his expectation of me explaining this to him was that he considered people supporting me hostile. Like there wasn't, there wasn't even like any hate speech. Like if, if I was like, spitting slurs at him or being an asshole and people were liking what I was saying that way I can see how that would come across as hostility but it was literally just me saying no do the work yourself and then my friend's going yeah and then he's like well they're being hostile it was a weird thing I'm like clearly like a victim complex or something
1: that is just odd
2: no it was really bizarre man like if it was more than like six of us maybe i'd be like we're dogpiling them but at the same time we weren't because like ted said we weren't being abusive in any way we weren't even being rude we were just like no this is this is what it is and he's just like oh my god you're abusing me and i'm like it was so weird i'm like okay dude that's thumbs up go away that was weird. Yeah, so
0: that was that whole thing. It was bizarre. And it's still up there if anyone wants to go read it. <laughs> it's still there. You I was going to say, <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm not going to delete that. There's just so much fun in there. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh,
0: it's just, it was a three-person conversation. Literally. And then like, yeah, and then like a few of my friends were liking what I was saying. And he felt, I guess, like they were taking my side or agreeing with my take or <laughs> it was bizarre.
2: It's weird afternoon that turned out to be because of that
0: it really was like after that i was like all grumpy and griping i'm like well anyway i uh guess i'm an asshole or <laughs> whatever <laughs> and then he liked like some post i made afterward like basically saying well anyway moving on like he liked that i was like all right you gotta go
2: <laughs> yeah so the next thing that i have on here. <laughs> He is uh, you, you okay, Dan? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, okay there was just, just a sniffly. Log. Okay, well, quit being sniffly.
1: <laughs> I'll work on it.
2: Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm an asshole. I apologize. I, I wanted to do something real quick because it's scary month, it's spooky month. It's it's the, the favorite horror film thing, real quick. Oh, yes. And and as to why it is your favorite horror film, because it is spoopy season, you know. So, Ted, what, what is your favorite horror film?
0: All right. I didn't have to think about this one too hard. And I feel like some people that know me might be a little shocked that I don't say, like, killer clowns from outer space.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I have to say, it also still a cult classic. I would say Return of the Living Dead from 1985. Okay. Mm-hmm. Part of that is it's like, well, my relationship, (laughs) my relationship with zombies is, is like stupid. Like I prefer uh, zombies to like in that franchise to viral zombies, like, you know, like the ones that get bitten and go all postal and stuff like that, for lack of a better phrase. And my old criticism was that viral zombies are too fast and like too advanced and they weren't always really like resurrected corpses, but my new criticism of viral zombies is that now it's too real because like since the pandemic started, I am like over viral zombies. I'm like, <laughs> <"Mm-mm."> <laughs> but anyway, but like return of the living dead for me is a favorite because like it has everything. It has punks. It has obscure background jokes. It has governmental fuckups and cover ups. It has a suspected Nazi and illusions of nudity <laughs> and also like, you know, that's the the movie where, you know, Tar Man came from. You have the half zombie that's on like a medical table and the famous catchphrase, send more cops. <laughs> so that's really it for me. It's just I've watched that movie to death and it is just definitely one of my favorite just movies. OK,
1: like mean, Dan, I actually did kind of have to think about this one. But I'd probably say the witch, or the the witch, as I call it.
2: Yes, the witch.
1: You know, religious trauma. I grew up in a religious, well, several religious homes. So that kind of demons and devils and things really gets me. But with the witch specifically, I mean, the way it's shot and how they just turned the atmosphere spooky and scary. Yeah. That is what I I really enjoy in a movie. There's a shot that's just looking over a field at a forest. There's like a little little bit of mist, and it's just just a static shot that holds on screen for, I maybe ten seconds, and that that one shot scares the daylight out of me.
2: Ooh, okay. See, I've not seen that one. Now I'm intrigued. Like I've I've heard of it. I've seen it, and every time I'm just kind of like, eh, eh, I'm like, eh and now now i'm like okay i definitely have to check this out
1: yeah
0: the witch is one of those movies the first time i saw it i don't think i really understood it or appreciated it i think it took a second watching of it for me to kind of like really get into it and you know just appreciate the shots the you know period language etc etc
1: all right well another one from that same production company uh the lighthouse really enjoyed that i would i don't know that it would necessarily be classified as a horror film yeah i don't think so but it is definitely spooky and uncomfortable to watch
2: that's yeah that's what i've heard and i've not seen it yet either it's just very unsettling the whole thing that's what
1: yeah yeah it's it's shot in an aspect ratio that makes the whole thing feel claustrophobic from the beginning.
2: <gasps> okay.
1: Also, people who know me probably surprised that I didn't say something like "Poultrygeist: Night of the Chicken Dead,"
0: <laughs> or one of those like Thanksgiving Killing" movies.
1: Yeah, or a uh, another trauma film, "Pot Zombies."
2: Oh God, trauma! <laughs> Thank you, trauma.
1: Yeah, Lloyd Kaufman is a gift.
2: Yes. so for me i kind of got two of them and each for their own reason the first one is exorcist or the exorcist excuse me because one it in its own way it's a classic two like i've seen the extended version and it really is just like viscerally uh, just terrifying in a way And it's just so there's just just so much going on. And especially like at the time of my first viewing, I was still like into the whole Christian thing. You know what I'm saying? Like church shit. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, you know, of course this is real. These things happen, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying that they don't because, you know, who am I to say that weird shit happens all the time. And we don't know how things happen. But I'm also not trying to be all like, demons are real and they'll take your soul. And then my other one that I really like a lot is Cabin in the Woods. And it's just because it's so damn funny. And they know that's what it is. Like, everybody got the assignment. When they made this film, because when you think of a merman, you think of like a a mermaid, like like Ariel or something like that, you know, half man, half fish. And when this thing shows up on the screen, that's just all fish and it squirts blood out of its snorkels or whatever. Chef's kiss. And having all the monsters captured because you have to save the planet from the evil that already inhabits the planet. So that way you can keep the planet going and everybody living. And it's a whole entire company that does this. Yeah, no, that's fucking amazing. That's literally like, that's out of the box. It's so fun. So yeah, no, like those are my two favorites.
0: Regarding The Exorcist, up until my mid-twenties... The only version of The Exorcist that I had seen was on television. So it was, you know, censored. And <laughs> I was on a double date. And my date mentioned that he liked The Exorcist or something. And I thought that I would impress him by saying an iconic line that Reagan says to the priest, which is extremely vile. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at him and I said, your mother sews socks that smell, which is the TV overdub of, do you know the line I'm talking about? I do, but I can't remember oh, yeah. how it goes. Your mother sucks. There it is. Yeah. In hell. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go... <laughs> i thought i was doing something because i'm like this guy's gonna love me because i just quoted this movie that he said he liked and he looked at me like i was the fucking stupidest person on the planet Oh no and i was like what that's what she says yeah maybe in like 1987 on channel nine but (laughs) still like she said it (laughs) and that's when i learned that i mean i knew that there were like You know, TV versions of movies and stuff like that. But that's when I like kind of learned about The Exorcist and how that was. um... So um, we (laughs) didn't really date too much longer after that. Not because of that, not because of that. But he and I have remained friends over the years, and he loves to send me messages and emails and actual physical mail telling me that my mom sews (laughs) socks that smell. So. At least it's like a fun thing, but it was like mortifying at the time. But that's my exorcista anecdote.
1: I absolutely love that story, and I love those <laughs> TV overtubs are just so good. Oh sometimes to
2: die for. Yes.
1: The Big Lebowski comes to mind immediately.
0: Oh
2: God, I have never seen The Big Lebowski.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that on TV.
1: Yeah, when Walter's smashing up the car. They changed the line to, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps.
0: In the Alps?
1: Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) It makes absolutely no sense.
0: No, like,
1: in the What
0: the fuck? They're like, no, we just got to match the syllables and stuff. It's fine. It's fine. Content doesn't matter. It's fine. They'll never
2: understand it. It's okay. God damn it. I want to add that there is one film that I will never, ever watch again because it scared the living hell out of me and not too many horror films can do that. Okay. And what's crazy is that I know there are so many other people who have seen this film and who are like, that's dumb. And it's paranormal activity. The very first one I was,
1: Oh, it's awful.
2: Yeah. I was super excited about going to see it because I'm like, wow, this is like the first legitimately scary movie that I've seen a preview of in a while. So I took a friend and we went to go see it. And the whole time that I'm watching this film, I'm clutching the arms on the chair because I have night terrors and this exactly matches everything i've ever had happen in my night terrors and so i was just the whole time freaking the fuck out and like crying because everybody else is kind of like being entertained by this and i'm like no this is horrific you guys don't understand this is my life
0: (laughs) regarding paranormal activity there is is a podcast I listen to called No God's Pod, and they talk about mostly kaiju movies, but they do talk about other horror movies. They did an analysis on paranormal activity and linked the specter to debt, and they also discussed the movie in relation to capitalism, yeah. and it is very, very, very interesting, and yeah. I recommend it. I can okay. send it to you. Yeah, it's super cool. It's yeah. super cool.
1: Yeah, I'll check yeah. that out.
0: Yeah, I'll send it to you guys. It was really good.
1: I know a couple of useless trivia things about that movie. Okay. There was a group, I don't remember where I saw it, probably TikTok, honestly, that was trying to find what is the scariest movie. Yeah. So they took a bunch of people and hooked them up to heart monitors and had them watch scary movies. Oh. And Paranormal Activity by Average Heart Rate and Highest Heart Rate Spike is the scariest movie.
0: Really?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Then the other thing is, from filming budget to total revenue, it is potentially the most money-making movie of all time.
2: Huh? Hmm. I would have figured that would have gone to Saw, with as many different derivatives as there are of it now. We're up to what like nine now, something like oh that. God, who knows?
1: Yeah, it's like well, the
0: Land Before Time status now. There's yeah. like seventeen of them.
1: Oh, that oh, that movie makes me so sad.
0: Oh, God. It it, Yeah, it's a killer, man. (laughs)
1: Not even just the movie, but what what happened to... uh, Yes. Yeah.
0: There are a few movies like that, yeah.
2: My Girl. That's a movie like that for me. Aw. That one always makes me... With the bees and the poor Macaulay Culkin at his height, his heyday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He did a really good comeback in one of the American Horror Story seasons he had a pretty good role in one of those episodes yeah he is uh yeah. still a good actor he's still an actor
1: okay yeah well oh, speaking of american horror story i will not be watching the new season
2: what's going on with the new season i mean i know it's freaking what's her name kardashian but
1: yeah I, I mean we're a little early for strike corner but she physically crossed the picket line oh, to scum. do her scenes yeah And which means that they were filming during the strike, which means, you know, the show is made by scabs.
0: Wow. I had Yay. I'm not surprised at all about Kim, but that's really disappointing.
2: I said it last month and I'll say it again. Kat has a homework assignment. We need to do something on that horrific family. I mean, I know where they come from, like as in money wise, but.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, I don't understand how they have the staying power. Yeah. No. no. Not no. not great
1: people, I'll say that.
2: Ugh. The American public is gross.
1: Yeah. hmm
2: Okay, Dan. Yes. You're up next with your uh, FBI symbols update, which, that's always fun.
1: Oh, yeah, loads of fun. The FBI updated unclassified documents on domestic terrorism symbols. Uh, they have two sections that I think would affect us. One section describes different tattoos that we both have as domestic terrorism symbols.
2: <laughs> Yay! Oh, I want to know. Under the
1: anarchist violent extremism section.
2: Which ones, Dan? I'll get a picture of these and I'll post them with everything else. So
1: Yeah, the uh, anti-fascist action, the red and black flags logo. Mm-hmm. The FBI says, Antifa, short for anti-fascist, refers to individuals who oppose fascism. It is more an ideological concept than a single organization or group, but like-minded individuals may collectively act together or form an anti-fascist group.
0: Like, yes? <laughs> so how is this a problem?
2: Yeah, I'm like I like how they refer to anti-fascism as an ideology.
1: Yeah. It's,
2: yeah? We should all have it?
1: Because, you know, the government's not going to say, hey, we're a fascist government. They're just going to say, hey, anti-fascists are enemies of the state.
0: Yeah. Right. Fascist state, but okay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then they've got a few anarchist flags, black flag, black and red, the anarcho-syndicalist flag, uh, the black and green, green anarchy, anarcho-primitivism. Those are all domestic terror symbols. The black cat individual throwing a Molotov cocktail. Image sometimes depicted on flyers likely to encourage criminal activity.
0: (laughs) Okay, I know I've personally been driven to crime by a piece of clip art, but okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hand me that Molotov, comrade, I see a picture. (laughs) The black cat image often symbolizing sabotage or to encourage criminal actions.
2: Well, I mean, they're right on one part,
0: but...
1: (laughs) When I see a black cat, I just really want to smash some... Starbucks windows. I'm
0: like, man, right? where's the nearest bulldozer I could torch? <laughs> ah! Well, that's the
2: thing. Like, the black cat is an old IWW symbol. Mm-hmm. It does stand for sabotage. Its name is even Sabo Cat, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> cool, but there was never any intention on criminal activity. I mean, other than unionizing, of
1: course
0: sabotage the system you know but it's like yeah
1: then they've got circled letter a (laughs) said to represent a french anarchist's maxim anarchy is order (laughs) doesn't say who that french anarchist is it just says a french anarchist
0: franarchist somewhere
1: a cab 1312 obviously this one though was my favorite three downward left arrows inside a circle their description is symbol associated with anti-fascist anarchists with the arrows representing unity, activity, and discipline. What? <laughs> yeah, they don't even know what it means.
0: They can't, even, they can't even read the wiki on this shit that they're listing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. One, more time, one more time. I need to write this down. What, one more time, please. What were the arrows?
1: Unity, activity, and Discipline.
0: hey let's get together and play some uno uh, by the rules like what does that mean
2: oh fucking discipline man i'm like what
1: originally designed to cover swastikas (laughs) like what fucking discipline
2: (laughs) if you get the part right about originally designed to cover swastikas then you can at least figure out why it was used to cover swastikas.
0: Also, yes, anarchists are renowned disciplinarians. So... (laughs) (laughs) We love our laws and rules.
1: (laughs) Within our organizations, we have firm power structures. (laughs)
0: Strict hierarchies, yes. And they just
2: couldn't figure it out. That's why. That's why they never knew. That's why it's all ideological.
1: Exactly.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's- There's
1: section that says common phrases often depicted as graffiti. Every one of them is in a different goofy looking font and none of them look like graffiti.
0: <laughs> Use Comic Sans. It's a dripping <laughs> font.
1: One of them is in Comic Sans. <laughs> it says no gods, what no masters that? in Comic Sans. Oh,
0: Jesus. New tattoo template just dropped <laughs> in Comic Sans. that's incredible
1: no war but i don't have one
2: in wingdings right
1: oh you know they also have a section on animal rights or environmental violent extremism with things like the earth first magazine logo
2: oh my god jesus christ i've got a couple of those on me same
1: <laughs> Animal liberation, a term used when illegally releasing or removing animals from a facility such as a mink farmer research laboratory, perceived to be harming or exploiting them.
0: Perceived, <laughs>
2: perceived. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Those mink were asking to be farmed into coats. Yeah. Okay. Please,
2: yeah. please take the fur off of us.
0: Those chimps and beagles wanted to be burned and all that stuff. Oh Rabbits. My
2: God historically love lipstick. They do. That's what I've heard.
0: Oh my god.
2: Perceived. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Fucking every animal loves to be vivisected. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Even humans.
1: I could understand how you might perceive that to be exploitative of the animal.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, just a little bit. There's a whiff of exploitation and cruelty there. Just a whiff.
1: I have a t-shirt from the the company that makes my vegan welding gear. The back of it just says end primate vivisection
2: that's awesome. Ooh, I didn't know that there was vegan welding gear
1: yeah
0: fancy
1: gloves made out of a similar polymer to Kevlar
0: that is so awesome yeah. that is it so is. cool I love knowing that
1: it's used in heat shielding and spacesuits.
0: oh cool. wow okay
2: yeah no that's that's right up there with me not knowing until watching the uh USl games on the VPN and one of the countries that i use for the vpn is the netherlands and so one of the commercials before the match was and i I asked ted about this too or i brought it up on twitter one of the two that there's vegan tuna
0: yeah
1: yeah there's
0: some of it's really good too
1: vegan sushi like whole cuts
0: Mm -hmm. it's so cool yeah yeah
1: they got all those No Borders, Nazis Go Home, Good Night White Pride, Eat the Rich, No War But Class War, and all of the A's are the Circle A.
2: Of course, classic.
1: But like, the one from the 90s.
2: Oh, okay. With the, so with the A poking through. out through the circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. The teenage anarchy symbol. I, I think I would call that, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, they've got examples of operational techniques Anarchist violent extremists employ to illegally disrupt political and economic events. Okay. With the descriptions of black block, gray block, be water, no cameras, no press, and doxing. A list of the types of improvised explosive devices that anarchists use just all the time.
2: Oh, holy. Really? Oh, I yeah. thought we just stuck the fireworks. What kind of cool shit are we going on with now? I
0: have a Claymore in my purse, actually, right now. Oh,
2: fuck. Face front to enemy, baby.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it lists fireworks as improvised explosive devices.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Some may carry lawfully owned firearms.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
1: At the very bottom of that section, there's a list of different federal statutes that the cops can charge us with for basically anything.
2: Ah, fancy. I wonder how they apply. I'll have to look them up.
1: Yeah. I will give the FBI a tiny bit of credit. The next section is militia violent extremism. And it has some symbols that you see a lot on cop body armor.
2: No <laughs> way. Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Punisher skull is a domestic terrorism symbol. Yeah.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that's listed.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> fucking ANCAP flag. Oh God.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Gadsden flag. Yeah, okay.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The ANCAP flag is a terror symbol yes.
1: for this list. Yeah, that's a m- militia violent extremism symbol.
2: Huh. Yeah, the ANCAPs are big upset about that. that yeah.
1: who
0: cares what
2: that, they say. Well, yeah. No, them? no. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's it's that and the fact that they are not listed as anarchists.
0: but it's in our name (laughs) wow
1: yeah there's some boogaloo shit Gadsden flag the Betsy Ross flag the three percenters and Oath Keepers both listed as militia violent extremists
2: it's so weird to me that they got the Oath Keepers in there but I understand why they are now because of January 6th if they wouldn't have participated you know that would not be on there because the Oath Keepers are all a bunch of ex-cops in one mm-hmm. way or another.
0: Yeah. What about the all-black? Amer- there's like the American flag that's all black and that's supposed to represent like what is like no quarter given. Where basically you just kill everyone and take no prisoners.
1: Yeah, that one's on there. Oh, it is? Yeah. Huh. I'm just listing some because there, there's quite a few. Right,
0: right.
2: What about the KKK? You know, strangely not listed. Huh.
0: Well, they made the list. so. <laughs>
2: Gotta keep the Grand Wizard protected.
1: Hey, there's a, a list of notable attacks that inspire militia folks, significant events in, that militias may reference. What, what are some uh, of those? Ruby Ridge and Waco, obviously.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah. Timeline of key events that has a couple of booger boy shootings, the wildlife refuge occupation by that shithead, Bun- oh, Bundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The oh, Malher, God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's about it. The
2: part about. The anarchists is just absolutely, nobody took any time to actually figure anything out. I think that they just looked online, found things that were said consistently and said, yeah, this is anarchy. This is what you have to look out for.
0: I'm just glad that I finally know what the three arrows mean.
2: (laughs) don't worry tankies you're safe for now (laughs) and our activity they would be the disciplinarians Uh, though yeah
1: yeah. it does say the use or sharing of these symbols or phrases alone should not be independently considered evidence of violent extremism affiliation
0: yeah they only said that because they have to (laughs) we all know that they're going to yeah
1: yeah that that has to be in there the alf and elf Stuff like I find. Oh, they they put extinction rebellion on the list of environmental violent extremists. Really? Because you know, gluing yourself to things it is. is so violent. It is.
2: What the <laughs> shit? What the? They shouldn't be on the list.
1: No, they're just a. They're such goobers. They're just.
0: They're just like pro. They're just yeah, yeah exactly goobers. That's fair. <laughs> like yeah, well, can't argue with goobers.
2: <laughs> Someone put a sailboat in the middle of the London Bridge. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: I do not officially promote illegal activity, but some environmental violent extremists in the United States have been associated with XR.
0: Who? Whatever. Name them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Who?
1: Who? Name name one. (laughs) It was probably that French anarchist.
0: Yeah, that one. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh
0: no
1: good stuff
2: good times
1: so what do we have up next
2: up next ted again and your uh, anti-vegan anarchists
0: yeah so again twitter interaction because what isn't anymore i do want to preface this by saying that this whole thing is and was not about like indigenous people practicing their cultural and tribal traditions this doesn't have anything to do with like food deserts or food accessibility anything like that there was this whole thing a few weeks ago on twitter where there was just this glut of anarchists who were suddenly very passionately anti-vegan not just non-vegan but anti-vegan they were just doing so many mental gymnastics to justify hierarchies and exploitation they sounded exactly like right-wingers and they even used a few anti-anarchist talking points that seemed to be repurposed for anti-veganism. And one of my favorite things that they were saying was like, oh, well, how are you going to enforce mandatory veganism? Which like literally no one proposed ever. Like no one said anything yeah, about Yeah, nobody
1: wants that. Right,
0: exactly. And then when other people like joined the discussion saying, uh, no one has said that, it was bizarre. I just saw a lot of misguided... And kind of like inaccurate appeals to the animal rights side of things in favor of animal agriculture. And it seemed just to be this concerted effort to like pwn the vegans. (laughs) Because after a certain point, it was clear that these people that were arguing didn't care about animals, didn't care about people, didn't care about the environment. There was no good intention in anything that they were saying. And they were all just looking for that clout that comes with like the gotcha quote tweet, you know, and they were recycling all the same arguments that have widely been disproven (laughs) that have been circulating on the internet for decades. Like, congratulations, you've reached 2006 Facebook logic, I guess. Like, what do you want? And they also continuously erased vegans of color, from all of their hypotheticals, even after being corrected that veganism itself isn't white, but white veganism does exist and is is like its own messed up thing. It was the truly baffling thing to me, aside from self-proclaimed anarchists doing their best to disprove veganism and do all these stretches to justify hierarchies, all while claiming that vegans don't care about workers, which is usually the opposite of the truth yeah like well you don't you don't care about the farmers and it's well we do and the slaughterhouse workers that are exploited and often undocumented and abused and there's huge turnarounds and they you know suffer from what they do you know but it was like just so many people agreed with like the loudest voices that were decrying veganism i refuse to believe that there are so many people in this little group that actually think that veganism itself is bad but it was like one of those things where it's like there's supporting your friend and then there's agreeing with their wrong bad faith interactions if you see your friend popping off and being an ass and being wrong you don't have to support them doing that it doesn't make you look like a good friend it makes you look like an ass with them you know what I mean it was just like this a click mentality you know, and yeah. others like whipping each other into a frenzy. They were focusing on the wrong stuff and they were ignoring the fact that veganism intersects with feminism, it intersects with anarchism, it intersects with workers' rights. And, you know, all these different things converge as well with others. And it was like, it was just the stupidest quote unquote discourse I've seen because they seemed like not willing to listen to reason or life experience of people older, you know, in the animal rights movements or have, it was just like their own little discord echo chamber just brought over to Twitter and they were just unreasonable. And it was so disappointing to see people that I had previously thought to be so bright and had like a grasp of exploitation and oppression and just different aspects of capitalistic life and Animal agriculture and stuff like that, just totally lose it and just become yes men to some person. And I really try, I try so hard not to be ageist. I really do. But the fact that all these people were like age 19 to like 24, I thought I knew everything at that age too. And, you know, they're like, oh, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, a lot of us say that. And some of us are lucky to have longer lives. And it's like, it was really a bummer to see people that, that I, I supported and really liked just to see them become like these weird reductionists about how animals should be used and how they should be abused and how vegans are always white and they're always rich. It was the weirdest thing. And it just came up and was like the thing for like five days and just disappeared.
2: And I kind of feel that it coincided with the whole PETA thing that came out about the same time where they were supposedly cutting somebody up in front of a place and it happened to be like a femme laying on a table with their breasts exposed like it's one of those things where PETA was on their stupid roll like they always do Mm -hmm. once a year where they just they get it wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's like they over... Ugh, I'm trying to figure out how to put this and I can't find the right words because I don't want to say overacting because that's not true. It's actually very horrific. What's going on is site slaughterhouses and etc.
0: Like PETA itself is whatever because they love to body shame and be breedist. Ingrid Newkirk hates pit bulls, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The one thing I will hand to PETA, the one thing I will hand to them is their undercover work and their undercover footage is is pretty good. But yeah, a lot of their campaigns and demonstrations are just, in my opinion, like too convoluted or too distracted or whatever, like,
2: or just too distracting. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, they're their own issue. But did something recently happen? Is that what you're talking about?
2: Yeah. It was the woman on a table with some guy, quote unquote, cutting them apart and like like serving out.
0: Yeah. I had no idea what the catalyst was for this sudden like anti-vegan thing that happened. The only thing I can think of is that they had a discussion in the group chat and then brought it over.
2: It spilled out. And
0: it was baffling to me because I'm like, why am I sitting here been saying the same thing for fucking 15 years or whatever? And now I'm having to like talk to these, for lack of a better phrase, and I do apologize, these kids about the same points that I've been arguing with boomers about. It was the weirdest thing. And these are people that care about things like trans rights. They care about all the quote unquote, I feel really bad saying this, but it's like the big things the important things that we should all care about. They care about and talk about that stuff. But then they like, just, I don't know what happened. They just went in on this anti-vegan thing. It was anti-vegan, not just like, Oh, well I'm not vegan. And this is why it was like, this is why veganism is bad. This is why I will never be vegan. And this is why you're stupid for being a vegan. It was this weird thing. And then it just stopped. (laughs) It was so bizarre.
2: It almost kind of sounds like one of those infiltration kind of things where somebody comes in is like, I'm going to fuck up their organizing and here's how I'm going to do it. Or here's how we're going to do it. If it's some kind of planned, you know, infiltration fucking up of things. That's what it kind of sounds like. It kind of does
0: actually now that you bring that up. It does kind of reek of the internal disruption thing. It was just this weird thing because it's like there was nothing, A, no vegan changed their own mind. (laughs) And B, it's like there wasn't, as far as I know, like something going on, like any organizing that was going on or any action or anything that was being planned that would be like affected by this. It was just this bizarre thing. And it really just left me kind of like really bummed out because these people that I thought were cool with me, and I was cool with, and, like, you know, they got me, and I got them, and stuff like that, and then they just talked all this shit. And I was like, really? This is the hell? Like, really? It it was very bizarre.
1: I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. I totally understand the issues Mm -hmm. with white veganism and everything that goes with that, because often it leads into new-agey shit, which leads to Sedona or Mount Shasta, and yeah qanon type stuff there are definite issues there and nobody is saying that everyone should be vegan right no one
0: and so many people were talking about i'll never be a vegan you can't force me to be a vegan and like literally no one brought that up it's like this group are the ones that like came talking shit vegans were like well that's not really accurate this is why or you know talked back and then they're like you never force me it's like well We didn't even start this, and no one's trying to force you. Like, Do you think some anarchist is going to tie you down and shove kale down your throat? No, tofu. Tofu, something. I don't know. I hate kale, so that's (laughs) why I was like, ugh. (laughs) ugh.
1: Kale's in one of my favorite dishes. No,
0: and also raw spinach, because it tastes like dirt to me.
1: That's fair, but I like the dirt taste, so... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're like outside just like licking the flower bed
1: yeah sometimes you just need a spoonful of dirt to really get you going in the
0: yeah morning. <laughs> isn't that how the song goes it helps the medicine go down
1: you know but- <laughs> yeah, spoon, spoonful of dirt yeah. and a mud pot. yeah
0: but it was just like the weirdest thing came out of nowhere and then it was like the only thing to talk about for like five days and then just went away
1: probably their group chat moved on to something else and
0: I guess. I guess so.
2: I apparently follow somebody who is very invested in that entire conversation up to a point that they're still, like, going off on it still.
0: On which side? The
2: the vegan side. Okay. And they are very, very vegan to the point...
0: I think I know who you're talking about.
2: Yeah. 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 And was, like, just utterly just, and still is, pissed off about the fact that nobody saw anything their way right and i'm just like calm down it's okay
0: (laughs) i think there's like two people that i think you might be talking about and the thing is like they've at least throughout the time i've known them have talked about veganism so it's not like just because of this thing Mm -hmm. i can understand like the lingering being pissed off about it because it was like this i don't want to say it was like a targeted attack or anything like that but it was just like a, a handful of people who just came in acted a fool refuse to listen to reason, refuse to listen to precedent or things that have been disproven or proven. And they're like, no, no, I'm right. You're stupid. You're actually a racist. You're not an anarchist. La, la, la. And then left. (laughs) What the hell?
2: And I mean, everything else has been touched on by the two of you. So I'm not going to add anything other than like, it just really does feel like some kind of, wanting to muddy the waters, some kind of wanting to hinder organizing, or even just some bullshit fucking tankies who are like, I know it will get the anarchists riled up kind of thing.
0: My vibe that I kind of get from it is they are young, excited anarchists that love discourse, love drama, and they just chose that as like their weekly fun and then they'll move on to something else or whatever. God forbid they come back to it, you know, but none of it was good faith. None of it was them putting forward any kind of good point or trying to discuss anything. It was all just a bunch of wrong and cruel things that they were saying to people that are trying to reduce the amount of cruelty that they participate in and just the lengths that they were going to to justify using abusing and exploiting animals as anarchists themselves blew my mind yeah that's the last i'll say on it
2: i have a shitty job and i need out now copy the kropotkin Hit seven seven now I have a loathsome boss, and I want out now. Call Peter Kropotkin. It's 7-7 now. It's 7-7 now. He's shown the way to freedom. He'll show you too. One revolution, then you'll be free too. If you are burnt out in stress and want to have peace Call Peter Kropotkin 877 revolt now 877 revolt now 877 revolt now It's your life, fight like hell for it Call Peter Kropotkin 877 revolt now Revolt now
1: I just have one little thing to add to that discussion of veganism
2: Please.
1: a couple of weeks ago, because I'm a nerd was looking at some new research into vegetarian and vegan diets in terms of genetic research. And it's another one of those. I forgot where I read it. I can look it up and send it to you. If you're interested, there's some specific gene that is active or inactive in people. And when it's active in, in one group or the other, people tend to not keep to a vegetarian or vegan diet because they just don't feel good on it. And that gene has to do with the way the human body processes fats and fatty acids. There are people who genetically can't be vegan or vegetarian. And nobody's telling them to be. That is
0: interesting. That is interesting. And then similar but not, you always have people that say, I was vegan for three weeks and I was super sick. It's like, well, yeah, all you ate were like cupcakes, carrots and like apple juice. Like no one's gonna be healthy on that.
1: Yeah, you have to have a complete diet, whether it's yeah, omnivorous or vegan. <laughs> you
0: still have to get nutrition. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there were literally hundreds of students that all of them who ate meat, a bunch of them got scurvy, mm, scurvy. a few years ago. Yeah, there was an outbreak of scurvy at ASU because these kids weren't eating their vegetables.
0: Right. Damn. Even like, what is it? Like a red bell pepper has more vitamin C than an orange or something like that. Like, yeah, eat a fucking pepper.
1: Strawberries by weight.
0: Oh, yes. That's crazy. I was like, what in the pirate ass disease?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the pirates make sense.
0: <laughs> is that the mascot?
2: No, it's a devil.
0: Oh, poo. It's the
2: party school, so.
1: Yeah, but well, they were eating nothing but, you know, packets of noodles and pizza from Gus's.
0: hmm
1: And uh, not touching anything green or eating a fruit once in a while.
0: Right. That's rough. I know that we've all done, like, the only ramen for, like, a long period of time thing, but I don't think I ever got, like, a deficiency from it. Oh, I probably was deficient in something, but I don't think I actually had, like, a deficiency. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. On the complete opposite of this, have any of you seen The Liver King recently?
1: I'm sorry, no. Not since the whole thousands of dollars worth of steroids thing.
0: Right. So obvious. and just his physique. But he looks, and I think he's around, Dan, I'm sorry, I don't know how old you are, but I think he's like around our age and he looks tore up. And I'm just like, oh, how's all that liver and... 5g back <laughs> sleeping on a bamboo mat how's that going for you it's oh gosh
1: the wiki says he was born in 78 so he's 10 years oh older oh my than
2: god me. he's my age
0: you know what ah. rev if you're if you're ever feeling bad just pull him up his content or just his face you'll be like wow at least i'm not that guy
2: i think i may know who you're talking about but i honestly do not I know that there are those weirdos who have their own specific diets. Oh, it's the one dude who is munching on uncooked cow testicles. That's probably the same
1: That's guy. Yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. All, right.
2: Yeah. All, right. All right. He
1: always says, like, testicles are the best way to start your day. Testicles ah, are the besticles. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Just, just eating, eating raw testicles.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, then I do know who he is.
1: His grift was supplements. He would sell capsules of just ground-up animal organs.
0: Oh, God. And I don't remember, I think he had, like, a whole, uh, I might be remembering him wrong, but I think he has, like, a whole philosophy about, like, bathing and stuff like that. He's just, oh, God.
2: Oh, no, that was that doctor dude. He was the thinner dude. I know who you're talking about. Where, yeah, he would not take a shower because you're washing away All the good hormones and pheromones and da-da-da-da-da.
0: Oh, God. I'm like, who's laying these people? Who is getting with these people? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, you have a guy that just eats liver all the time and walks around dragging weights in his driveway, and then he's, like, coming to bed? Like, (laughs) no.
1: Uh, He's been married for years, Liver King.
0: Good. Good for them. I, good for them.
2: I fear that that's not a healthy relationship.
0: It might be. He might just be a character. Like, when the camera's off and stuff, he might just be, like, normal Brian. I don't even know if that's his name. He seems like a Brian. <laughs> he seems like a Brian.
1: His name is Brian. It's Brian Oh, Johnson. is it
0: really? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> cool. He's just normal Brian. And then, you know, when the camera's on him, then he's, like, paleo weirdo dude,
1: you know? He's so tries to sell the whole, like, caveman culture of, all oh, we have to be in nature and we don't need things. And then you look at his garage and you're like, dude, that that truck cost you $160,000 that you (laughs) tow your boat with.
0: Right. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. He calls it the ancestral lifestyle.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's it.
1: Which I don't know. Gordon B. Peterson ate nothing but meat and fucked himself into a meat coma.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember those pictures of him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <It was> like...
2: <laughs> fucking strung out on pain pills
0: and know, alex jones hospital. alex jones had that whole thing that he did right where he just had like a platter of like raw meat and was like yelling at his wife about it or something like oops.
1: oh that fucking guy it might I... be two
0: separate incidents <laughs> but in my brain it's one
1: <laughs> i listened to a podcast dedicated to following alex jones knowledge fight yeah mm-hmm which is a fantastic <laughs> podcast I recommend that for everybody that's a but... good name <laughs> that's,
0: that's a good name for it yeah
1: <laughs> well they're really covering the info war with the knowledge fight
0: yeah yeah that's hilarious in another life I was very into like obstacle course racing and like Spartan race and a lot of like in that realm of people was, like a lot of crossfitters a lot of really narcissistic folks that do all those diets and stuff like that you know and if you're eating something that's cooked, they're, like, slapping you, you know? It's, like, it was just this really weird bunch of people. But I can say that I've seen, like, people like Liver King just on a smaller, less viral scale. <sighs> and it was just, like, some of it was just, like, so, so hideous.
1: <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the worst thing about Liver King was when he described his bowel movements.
2: Oh, God. He did?
1: Yeah, he said uh, he he doesn't have to wipe because his poops are all, in his words, crispy.
0: Oh, that is one of the whitest things I have heard someone say, and also ew. <laughs> oh.
1: crispy, <We're>
0: eating- <laughs> Crispy. <laughs> crispy like like crispy like, like, like bacon,
2: crispy bacon,
0: bacon fall leaves <laughs> like. Cri- <laughs> How are you?
2: Poop. That does not sound like pooping. That sounds like strenuous straining.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say his his like butthole has to be just like shredded after every <laughs> every go. If that's what he's doing,
1: I suspect that off camera he's sitting there with a kale and berry smoothie.
0: Mm-hmm. He probably has like a bidet.
1: Yeah, but he's straight up said he doesn't wipe because he doesn't have to.
0: Uh,
2: Ugh. As, <laughs> uh even as someone who like eats meat just not a lot of it like that's just uh man you need like fiber is good
0: for you like mm-hmm. bro there's a stereotype you don't need to that doesn't help
2: <laughs> yeah god Uh it just sounds painful like that does not sound like fun and i'm not saying pooping should be fun necessarily but I'm uh, i am it's... okay
0: that's good
1: <laughs> you know yeah, two, two-thirds two of this podcast says that pooping is, like, fantastic fun.
0: You can choose to be unhappy, Rev.
1: That's fine. That's your option. Look,
2: that is evil coming out of your body, okay?
1: I eat more than my daily recommended fiber just so that I get to poop See? more. See?
0: It's like a treat. Like, what is wrong with you?
2: <laughs> At any rate... Like that, just, anyway, that is too strenuous. Dude's gonna get a fucking hernia from shitting.
0: He probably already does, but you wouldn't know because he's already so <laughs> distended from all the steroids he does. It's not like you can see any symptoms. Oh
2: <laughs> my god.
1: He's such a fascinating man. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: I will say some of his content, some of his videos are genuinely entertaining. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's a, a weird grifter, but. To my knowledge, he hasn't hurt anyone.
0: I haven't heard or read about anyone that, like, followed his advice and got sick or anything like that. I almost feel like we should do a deep dive on this guy, but, like, um, yeah, as far as I know, I don't think...
1: I think Robert Evans did an episode on The Liver King. Mm. I'm gonna look that up right now, actually. Okay. I
2: was about to open up my phone and be like, where is that at? (laughs) Because, yeah, no, like, even if he did, maybe we should anyway. <laughs> I think that's fair. There, there's yeah. never not too much knowledge. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right.
1: The behind the bastards episode from April on the Liver King. Okay,
0: came. let's check that out.
1: <sighs>
0: Dang. Okay. I do love how we just spent like several minutes just going ew, oh, uh, and then talking about poops. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Yeah.
1: Good old fashioned crispy. Yes. Peaks.
2: Oh, man. god what a way to describe a bowel movement <laughs> like that's i'm sorry that's just that gives so i hate to follow it up with the cosa thing now <laughs> back at it so after all of that let's talk about cosa kosa it's the uh, kids online safety act being put forth in Congress and the Senate, but it's in Congress right now. It's a bill that allows for a wide range of government penalties for online speech. COSA will make state prosecutors and federal bureaucrats the final arbiters of online content moderation in the U.S. For the past two years, Congress has been trying to revise the Kids Online Safety Act to address criticisms from human and digital rights organizations LGBTQI groups, and others that the core provisions of the bill will censor the internet for everyone and harm young people. All of those changes fail to solve COSA's inherent censorship problem. As long as the duty of care remains in the bill, it will still force platforms to censor perfectly legal content. So the heart of the bill is that duty of care that the government forces on every website, app, social network, message forum, and video game. It'll compel even the smallest online forums to take action against content that politicians believe will cause minors anxiety, depression, or encourage substance abuse, among other behaviors. COSA's liability is theoretically triggered only for content that is recommended to users under the age of 18, rather than content that they specifically search for. A platform would be liable for not acting in the best interests of a minor user. To do this, a platform would need to take reasonable measures in its design and operation of products and services to prevent and mitigate a long list of societal ills, including, as mentioned before, anxiety and depression, also eating disorders, substance abuse disorders, physical violence, online bullying and harassment, sexual exploitation and abuse, and suicidal behaviors. It'll punish people for having online conversations. It empowers every state's attorney general, as well as the FTC, to file lawsuits against websites or apps that the government believes are failing to prevent or mitigate the list of bad things that could influence kids online. The enforcement provisions give power to state attorneys general to decide what is harmful to minors, a recipe for disaster that will exacerbate efforts already underway to restrict access to information online and offline. The result is that platforms will feel likely pressured to remove enormous amounts of information to protect themselves from COSA's crushing liability, even if that information is not harmful. (laughs) In full... The limitation section states that the law is is not meant to prevent or preclude any minor from deliberately or independently searching for or specifically requesting content, nor should it prevent the platform or individuals on the platform from providing resources for the prevention or mitigation of suicidal behaviors, substance abuse, and other harms, including evidence-informed information and clinical resources. In layman's terms, miners will supposedly still have the freedom to follow accounts, search for, and request any type of content, but platforms won't have the freedom to share some types of content to them. The limitation section of the bill is intended to clarify that COSA creates liability only for content that the platform recommends. In the reading, this is meant to refer to the content that a platform shows a user that doesn't come from an account the user follows, is not content the user searches for, and is not content that the user deliberately visits, such as clicking a URL. Courts have affirmed that recommendations are meant to facilitate the communication and content of others and are not content in and of themselves. Making a platform liable for the content they recommend is making them liable for the content itself, not the recommending of the content, and that is unlawful. Platform's ability to filter, screen, allow, or disallow content, pick and choose content, and make decisions about how to display, organize, or reorganize content is protected by 47 U.S.C. Section 230 and the First Amendment the limitation section will have no meaningful effect on the sensorial nature of the law. If COSA passes, the only real option for platforms would be to institute age verification and ban minors entirely, or to remove any recommendations and search functions almost entirely for minors. Repeatedly, these efforts will also impact adult users who either lack the ability to prove they are not minors or are deterred from doing so. Most smaller platforms would be pressured to ban minors entirely, while larger ones with more money for content moderation and development would likely block them from finding enormous swaths of content unless they have the exact URL to locate it. So basically, they're taking away minors rights to find out how to find access to care, especially if it is in regards to trans care or abortions. Or maybe some other way to help with their depression, to find diagnoses for depression or anxiety. That's basically what this bill is going to do.
0: And also, like, hampering getting help for, like, abuse and stuff, I would think.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because that would make them depressed or anxious or otherwise not happy. Hmm and of course this bill is basically mostly being sponsored by republicans and there have been a few democrats who have signed oh. on most notably miss elizabeth warren somebody who already does not necessarily care about trans people
0: when you were reading that mm-hmm. the thing that i was like thinking about most was like something like a tiktok algorithm or twitter algorithm it has like a for you page or an explore page or whatever that shows you content based on your interaction history. That's what I was thinking about first.
2: That's something else that it'll prevent from doing its thing.
0: I just don't see how they can do that. Like how that would work.
2: That's where the EFF comes into play. Uh-huh. Because they don't see that as working just for that exact reason. Right. Because that's how these algorithms are designed. And so you would have to initially... Something that Twitter would do, of course, would be to take away the search function entirely, Mm -hmm. redo the algorithm to somehow try to not, quote unquote, push that in front of kids. But the way an algorithm works is if you continue to put that search in, it will eventually give it to you because you're doing it so much or so many people are doing it. So obviously, this is what you want to see. there's no way to stop it in the long term. I get what they're trying to do, which is...
1: They're like, I kind of understand the intent. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is to make the internet safe and to try to stop, to hinder online bullying, looking up about quote-unquote cutting or whatever. I, I get that, but teenagers being teenagers when fucking we had the internet at first fucking faces of death fucking the gross ass fucking websites that you could find all over the place that showed you like really fucking thick shit
1: yeah something awful yeah
2: yeah that's teenagers man that's kids and I'm not gonna say that bullying is good because it fucking isn't I fucking hate bullies and I fucking hate being bullied So I would like for that not to happen. Absolutely. But like, how do you stop kids from masturbating? You know, Mm -hmm. you can't. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like to oversimplify. It's like, when has reducing someone's access to information ever benefited them? Yes. But it's the same thing that it's like book banning and like, drag queen story hour. Like, none of the... Like, those things aren't bad.
2: (laughs) Exactly. But
0: that's the stuff that gets cut and that's what suffers. And, you know, God forbid a queer kid or some young person who is pregnant or maybe worried about other aspects of their health or are being abused, you know, God forbid they reach out and try and do something. This always just... (sighs) All, all of this always just results in more people, more young people committing suicide.
2: Yeah. I mean, imagine trying to look up the story of Matthew Shepard, and because you don't know the exact URL you want to go to, you can't find anything. Right. To find out about their story, about what happened.
0: Yeah.
1: It's more legislation to control what kids are doing that's being written and voted on by, what, what's the average age of Congress? Like 65? 90?
2: jesus christ i'll meet the middle about like 70. dust yeah
1: yeah i think when feinstein died the average age went down like 40 years
2: <laughs> oh yeah
1: man. 65 years in the senate they're trying to regulate what kids do on the internet like the same kids that have to come over there and explain to them how to right use or
0: open like yeah. a pdf or something yeah, yeah. what's this mm. zipped file what does this mean i don't know
1: Why
2: do I keep getting porn ads?
0: Yeah, these pop-ups, you know, but it's...
2: So, yeah, I mean, like, the intent comes from a good spot, but the application is horrific. And, you know, if you believe in this thing, you know, definitely get a hold of said representatives. And they've been working on it for two years. It's not passed in two years, and it's still trash.
0: It's interesting that it's always, like the party that says that they want smaller government and like less government reach and they're the ones that are passing these sweeping legislations Mm -hmm. denying access to everything but you know smaller government
2: you want to find care and and help of some kind that's going to make you even more depressed and anxious we can't do that
1: right yeah well they want to deregulate Capital, but regulate the shit out of people. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Yay, cosa.
1: Well, the good news is, as of this recording, at least the House Congress is frozen. They can't do shit.
2: Yeah, because they can't figure out who they want to lead them. So that's good, because everybody is really bad. Ugh. Oh yeah.
0: Trump volunteered to step in to keep the peace.
2: Yes, that makes it so much better. Thank you.
1: Yeah. He's so good at compromise. Yes,
0: Middle God, name.
2: That just screams fucking World War II to me and how fucking Hitler came to be. Good. All good. Definitely good. Let's go with it. It's good.
1: Yep. Cool and good. Mm-hmm.
2: So next up, we've got Ted one mm-hmm. more time. Yes. With the sustainable swap
0: yes sustainable swap and I'll try and make this well it will be quick so (laughs) my my suggestion this month is to try toothpaste tabs instead of using plastic toothpaste tubes you can chew on these little altoid sized tablets that make a cleansing foam in your mouth even just substituting the tabs for toothpaste once a day or in addition to your toothpaste like use less toothpaste to stretch your existing tube it'll help reduce plastic use I've used a couple of these. Your mileage will vary, though. If they're not good enough just on their own, they can be used two at a time or just, like I said, with your toothpaste to help stretch out the longevity of your tube. I've used ones by Hello, where you can get 60 tabs for 7 dollars and they come in like a little aluminum case. There are ones made by Super Bee, which are vegan despite the name, which come in a cardboard container and you get a hundred of those for $14.39. It's something worth a try. Again, I know these prices are not accessible to everyone. If you're in a position, I think it's worth giving a whirl and try and get these actually in a store first before ordering from Amazon because Amazon loves to give you all that extra plastic in its packaging. So if that's something that you're worried about as well
1: yeah
2: so it kind of sounds like the what are they the little the, the ice creams that are all pellets
1: dip and, dot. dip
2: and dots yeah that's what it sounds like it sounds like dip and dot toothpaste it's not okay
1: i'm yeah.
0: <laughs> no, just kidding no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like you're i mean
2: you're right but okay
0: <laughs> it is it is more like like i said just like altoids chew them up your spit okay. makes them into a foam and it's not a super bubbly foam, so don't like you don't need all of that foam to clean your teeth. A lot of people are convinced you do.
1: Yeah, it's it's the brush that does the work.
0: Exactly. Man, now I want some dippin' dots, dude. <laughs> Give me that freeze dried stuff.
2: The ice cream of astronauts.
0: Yeah. I want it. Uh, go to the store.
1: Movie theater.
2: Yeah, there you go. Movie.
0: I've never seen that at a theater ever.
1: There was a dip and dots vending machine at our theater when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, wasn't that like Harkins or something?
1: Yeah, it was one of Yeah, you have selected Harkins.
2: <laughs> All right. My uh next one is about good old trusty Gavin Newsom and covering his ass with the companies so that way he doesn't look like he's too much of a liberal. <laughs> I'm just going to go over some of the uh, bills that Newsom vetoed last weekend.
1: Oh, one of them pissed me off terribly.
2: Oh, let's see if it's in the in this list that I've got cuz you might find it fancy. So he had 470 bills put before him last weekend and of those 470 he blocked 143, so about 30% are no good to him. And the reasons he cited are a few of the common themes that we normally hear, which is the bills were either unnecessary or they went too far on policy too fast, which I don't get that one, but whatever, or they could cost the state lots of money. So Mm -hmm. there was the uh, limiting price of insulin Mm -hmm. and he vetoed that one which would have made it so that way they couldn't charge more than $35 for a 30-day supply. And he vetoed it because, well, California is coming up with their own brand, so we don't need it anyway.
1: So he wouldn't even use that as a stopgap?
2: Nope. Nope.
1: Fucking Newsome.
2: Yep. And he also felt that putting this at $35 would also prompt the insurance companies to increase monthly premiums, period.
0: That's not necessarily how premiums work but yeah okay
2: (laughs) yeah Uh, he also vetoed two other healthcare related bills one to require health plans to cover hearing aids for individuals age 20 and younger and another that would have expanded perinatal care under medi-cal so cool and good
0: aggressive guy
1: yes the hearing aid one What was his reasoning for vetoing that? Because that... That is straight up ableist. Sadly,
2: it didn't say from the research that I was trying to find. So the only thing I can guess is that it would have been in the category of cost the state lots of money.
1: I'm fine with cost the state lots of money if it genuinely improves quality of life for children.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. Especially with hearing aids, which are incredibly expensive anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That, that's good. Way to go, Gavin. <sighs> fucking Newsome. It's more with health. He also vetoed the bill for free condoms for high school students.
1: Again, material improvement in quality of life.
2: <laughs> yep. And again, he would not do it because the bill would cost too much money. It would have added $19 billion to the state budget.
0: Great. Take it off that fucking stupid train that's gone nowhere. Give the kids fucking condoms.
2: Yeah.
1: How much are young parents going to cost the state?
2: Right. With Medi-Cal.
1: Did he do a cost-benefit analysis of that $19 billion could save you a lot?
2: In the long run? Absolutely. But no, of course he didn't. <laughs> the uh, other fun one, because I think I've got what one, two, three, four. I got six of them. And we've been through two, so there's four more. There was a bill put in front of him to eliminate... Caste discrimination, like they have in that uh, was India. The one. Yep.
1: And his reasoning was bullshit.
2: According to him, there is already a bill that has been passed. So there's already a law on file that guarantees equal opportunity under the law, and we don't need it anyway.
1: Yeah. There's already anti discrimination laws. So why would we have this one?
2: Yeah.
0: Yet here he is specifically taking access away from classes or types of people like high school students or young people that are deaf or hard of hearing.
2: Yeah. And what's funny is that Seattle became the first city in the U.S. to outlaw caste discrimination. And that Hmm. was literally like two months ago.
0: Maybe he's like, well, if we can't be the first, then we shouldn't do it.
2: Possibly.
0: California has to be the first in everything. Blazing trails leading this
2: yeah, it's fucking stupid. Let's see. The other good one was, these are just like the bigger ones, uh, Human Riders. He vetoed a bill for human riders in autonomous trucks because, you know, it's cool and good that something that's about 10,000 pounds, if not more, is hurtling down the road without somebody behind the wheel because right. computers are all-knowing and great. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I almost got in a head-on collision with... Uh driverless car
2: that was your fault dan
1: yeah it was <laughs> my fault that the, that the waymo car was driving down the road left of center great right at me
0: i've seen the waymo traffic jams that they make themselves but i've never seen one i don't think we have any around here
1: he
2: struck it down just for the reason that i mentioned You're like what's the big deal you don't need somebody in there it's not like there's going to be somebody far away that's able to control it either. Basically, he said the additional regulation of autonomous trucks was unnecessary, hmm. which of course is a tip of the hat to the big tech companies because they're all over San Francisco driving their cars, and of course, L.A. I think you got you got a couple companies there in L.A. doing that too, right?
0: Maybe. I haven't heard of them, though. I haven't experienced or heard of them, but may- it's possible.
2: I know Phoenix has Waymo. I mean, not just because Dan said it, but I saw it before <laughs> I left, too.
1: There's yeah. another one, too, but I, I don't remember what it's called.
2: Yeah, Waymo is the one that's in big trouble, or was a couple years ago, because it the vehicle ran down mm. a homeless person. Yeah. Because it, did not, it didn't recognize right. it was a homeless person. That. It thought it was something else.
1: That was when uh, they still required backup drivers now they're completely nobody in the car yep but they looked at the cell phone data of the backup driver and uh she had netflix playing on one device and was scrolling a social media app on another
2: and that's why you can't even trust people behind the wheel of a car i mean what the fuck
1: yeah
0: Who is riding in these cars with no drivers not me (sighs) people with death wishes like
2: it's the people who and so i'm not gonna again you know not trying to belittle or whatever. But it's for the the richer people who really like taking Ubers and shit all over the place. Mm -hmm. Not because they have to but because it's fun to not have to do anything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're the ones who are writing in those things. And so it's more of a novelty like, oh, look at me. it's I'm in a driverless car. Which is why they're all buying fucking Teslas too.
0: Right.
1: Which, that whole thing. Did we talk about that last month?
0: Woo!
2: think we have.
0: We should do a deep dive on Tesla. I, I fucking hate that company.
1: Yeah, they're segregated mm-hmm. factories. Yeah, Tesla almost killed Elon Musk a while back. So close.
2: how did it miss?
1: He slammed on the brakes when it was about to drive him through a very busy intersection. Dummy,
2: you're not supposed to slam on the brakes. It's your own car.
1: He was live streaming to prove how safe full self-driving mode was. He doesn't
0: know how not to fail. He is... <laughs>
2: i just love it like every step of the way it's like when you used to play that game with your sibling quit hitting yourself quit hitting yourself quit hitting basically
0: yourself. basically yeah
2: i love it i love to watch him do that just flail okay now we're down to the last two and and these two are tied for incredibly bad in my opinion the first one being he vetoed the gender identity and custody cases bill and The bill would have required judges to consider whether a parent affirms their child's gender identity when making custody and visitation decisions. Newsom again said there are existing laws already on file that require courts to consider health, safety, and welfare when determining the best interests of a child in custody cases. He also claims that it includes the parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity.
0: I feel like that, A, shut up, Gavin, because I think it's like one of those things that we do specifically need to, that specific issue, misgendering and abuse, you know, based on identity and stuff like that in the home. I feel like that's something that needs to be specifically addressed. It's like, yeah, it might be covered under all this other stuff, but that's a big deal. Should you get Custody of your kid if you misgender them and dead name them twenty four seven when they're with you.
2: Yeah. No. Does that make you a right. fit parent for right. doing
0: that all right. the
2: time? Should you even see your kid if you're doing that all the time? To me, I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like this needs to be specific. Especially because with judges, that's not something that they're going to look at unless it's a liberal judge in some right. way. For the most part, they're just looking to make sure: yeah. can you feed the kid? Can you house the kid? And are you hitting exactly. the kid? If you're not doing those things, all right, yeah, no, we can go 50 50 custody, right. have fun. And then one parent's constantly being like, Why are you wearing girls' clothes?
0: Exactly. Over here?
1: If it's not specifically laid out in the law, a judge is gonna right. yeah. like ignore it. They don't it it doesn't right. fall under the spirit of yeah. the law or whatever. And
2: especially if it's a conservative judge, well, then yeah, no, we don't have to look at that anyway because it's yeah. not real. There's only two sexes. Exactly. You can fix this through therapy or whatever.
1: Yeah, just uh, keep custody and pray harder.
0: Yeah, it's a phase. It's fine.
2: And then the last one is denying unemployment to striking workers. He vetoed that. So the state lawmakers passed it a couple weeks back, and he vetoed it last week. Newsom says he rejected the bill because the fund... The state uses to pay unemployment benefits is in debt. The money comes from a tax on businesses that hasn't changed since 1984. So it sounds like there needs to be an increase on that tax. I don't know. Just saying something. And of course, the labor unions argue that making striking workers eligible for benefits would not have much of an impact on the fund, considering that they already have the uh, strike fund to help them out as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, shouldn't that tax be increased just to accommodate for like population growth or?
2: I would think so. Or
0: the aging of a population, you know know what I mean? Yeah, no. It's like
2: the social security issue with the federal government. If you're having problem funding it, then find another way to do it. But of course, the social security issue, though, is that it can fund itself and the people know that. And so they keep taking money from it and then saying, oh, my God, we're running out of money. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, fuck it up some more. Because basically social security funds itself, because we all pay into it. Right. But of course you can't fund it with other people's money that we already pay into it, but whatever.
1: Yeah. They'll say it's a failed program, much like they do with the the post office. Yep.
2: About to say the same thing.
1: It's a failed program, but also we made them prepay pensions for 50 years. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Fucking Newsome.
2: Yeah. Fucking Newsome.
0: Is he still considering a presidential run or has he kind of said no?
2: He hasn't said no, but he hasn't deliberately said yes.
0: Because he's acting like a liberal that is about to run for president.
2: Yeah. The way
0: he's been governing and stuff like that, he's acting like he's like, okay, I got to scale it back, got to appeal to more people.
2: Yeah. And, And at the very least, even if he doesn't make a presidential run, maybe he'll try for a senatorial run.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe.
2: And so he's given a nod to all his corporate sponsors as to say, you know, see, I care about you guys. Big tech. Keep driving those dangerous
0: trucks. Your money's good with me.
2: Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Uh, fucking Newsome.
1: My thoughts on electoral politics aside, I ain't voting for somebody called Gavin.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Come on. He's a good guy, isn't he? It's like the dude from, you know bush you know his name is gavin he's a good dude yeah
0: <laughs> so there's a good gavin that doesn't mean there's an excuse for gavin newsome <laughs> <just kidding>. <laughs> I, I don't know of any other gavins
2: uh yeah that's the only other gavin that i know yeah. lead singer of bush yeah <laughs>
0: Better. Yay,
1: Dan! You got
2: anything for the strike corner and or Ted?
0: Uh, not off the top of my head.
1: Nothing that I can really think of. WGA strike is over. SAG-AFTRA is still on it, which also means that IATSE is affected.
2: Yep, as well as uh, the Teamsters. Teamsters are still affected by it as well, because Teamsters are typically the ones who deliver props lights etc mm-hmm. to the filming sites so i pulled up the ap news site that has the strikes which i absolutely love ap news for that so thank you ap news yeah. yeah the hollywood studios are still on strike and they actually broke off talks or i'm sorry the studios aren't on strikes the actors are on strike there we go but i guess technically the studios are as well but whatever the actors called off the talks because the studios are bullying them into trying to take a contract and so they were like fuck off and die and said we're still out
1: someone who's not a member of SAG-AFTRA but is an IOT member that I follow online basically said that the uh, studios came back with terms that they have now or worse than their initial terms
2: oh that'll make people want to do it that's for sure yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: compromise there Mm mm-hmm
1: And I mean, they're not—they're not being unreasonable with their their ass. Like two percent of streaming, which is that's not much.
2: (sighs) No, considering the freaking return that comes from Netflix and Hulu and all those other shit things. Damn, guys, just fucking
1: do it. It's easy. Yeah, and the way they define what is a single stream of your show or movie, it's—I
2: mean—a lot of this really has to do with the fact that Netflix, Hulu don't. Okay. So you know how like YouTube, if you watch, like, I think it's like a minute and a half of something, they count it as watched. You don't have to even watch it all the way through. You only have to watch like a certain amount of it. Yeah. Netflix and all those things don't have that for whatever reason in their algorithm. So
1: yeah, they keep that pretty close to the chest.
2: Yeah. So they do have a way of counting it, but it's not intuitive as it is with YouTube. So you don't know if a whole viewing is a watch or if getting halfway through the viewing is a watch or, you know, whatever the fuck, you know.
1: The studios wanted to because the the actors are saying, hey, we need to know if our shows are being streamed. Could you tell us how that works? Yeah. And the studios, are like Netflix, said that we will give a small panel of union members access to that information. I think it was like 40 people total. Yeah. And under heavy NDAs, and they would be the only people who actually understand how actors are being paid.
2: And then can't tell anybody how actors are actually getting
1: paid. Yeah, and the actors don't won't be able to know.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous, the shit that they're trying to fucking pass off as industry insider secrets because you know how many times a movie has been watched if it's in a movie theater you know how many people come in and watch it if it's on dvd you can see how many people buy the dvd
1: yeah and the actors have access to you know ticket sale numbers yeah but they don't have access to streaming numbers every service has a different way of calculating that
2: Mm -hmm. which makes sense because every industry has competing ways of counting things within their own industry.
1: I know what Twitter counts a view
2: as. (laughs) Oh,
0: God.
1: If it's on your screen for two seconds, that is a view.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Which is why fucking Tucker Carlson's little Twitter show can say, oh, we've got 200 million viewers. No, you don't.
2: No. (laughs) People are just clicking on going, oh, God, and then clicking off. (laughs) Just scroll. Yeah.
1: Yeah, even just scrolling the timeline. If that comes up as suggested and it takes you more than two seconds to scroll away... You are officially a Tucker Carlson viewer. Uh,
2: thank God they don't give check marks for that, huh? Yeah. Just be a brown check. That would piss them off, though. Oh.
1: A hot brown check.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What else do we have? Walgreens.
1: I think that's about it.
2: No, there's, there's a few more things, actually, on this site that are really cool. So Walgreens pharmacist. They walked out over working conditions and being understaffed. So they were like, fuck you. We're getting the fuck out of here because we can't do it anymore. And I think between them and I think Rite Aid did it as well. And Rite Aid came back real quick and was like, hey, no, here you go. You guys get a raise and we're going to work on this. And please, please go back to work. That's what it is. It's CVS, not Right Aid. CVS was like, no, go back to work. Here's here's money. Here, we're we're gonna try to get you more more workers. Here here, just please go back to work. Whereas Walgreens is like, no, go ahead. We'll we'll see what's gonna happen. The auto workers strike is expanding to the battery plant that's making the GM batteries. Now they're doing that and trying to unionize the electric vehicle battery plants. Mac truck mechanics and builders are also on strike now because Mac decided that the best deal was the one that they gave them five years ago, and they're saying that they want more. And of course, Mac is like, eh, we don't want to give you more.
1: Kaiser Permanente is that
2: Yeah, Kaiser, that only lasted like two days. Kaiser was like, "Okay, okay, We'll work with you, and we're going to give you money. so that that literally lasted I think it was like two days, three days. It wasn't even that long. They walked out and Kaiser was like, fuck. A cool thing that happened in New York isn't a strike walkout, but there's finally a memorial for the 1911 Triangle Shirtwaist Factory deaths. Where is it at in New York? It's probably over by the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. More than likely. That's where I would put it.
1: Yes. That would make sense. Yeah.
2: It's all the names of the people who perished in the fire. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So there was going to be a huge strike in Nigeria by the government employees because they aren't getting paid enough. And so the leader of Nigeria was like, "Oh no, don't do that! Here, I'll I'll pay you more. We don't need a government shutdown. Here, 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 have money." Apparently, I don't mean this rude. I didn't know, but Nigeria is Africa's largest economy. Really? Well, oh. good things are happening. People are realizing strikes work and are using them. Where? More Americans are supporting striking auto workers than car companies in AP poll shows.
0: Hmm. Well, that's promising.
1: I did see that. It, what's, what's that uh, stock market guy, Kramer?
2: Oh, that asshole. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: He was very surprised by that.
2: He gets so pissed when it comes to shit like that. And it's funny. It's funny to watch him get all worked up.
1: So he was surprised and angry that people support people over. Corporations yeah, over
2: profit. Yeah. Wow. looking at the poll US adults, thirty-six percent support the auto workers, only nine percent support the automakers, and then we got the dumbasses who fence sit and are like, Oh my god, they're both being hurt, is at 26%, which is fucking gross.
0: That is gross.
1: That's too many.
2: Yeah. Well, here you want to you want to know the best part? You're ready for the best part when you break it down by party. 20% of Democrats sit on the fence. Yeah, I was gonna they say that's not really sense. a
0: surprise.
2: <laughs> that's fucking gross. But 55% do support the auto
0: workers. Well, that's good at least.
2: Whereas for the Republicans, the ones to sit on the fence, it's 31% who sit on the fence, 12% actually support the automakers, and 22% support the auto workers. Mm. And what's funny is that on the Republican side, 33%. Just don't give a fuck and don't care either way about that. Cool. All right. I mean, all in all, it sounds like unions are getting a needed push and striking has definitely become, it isn't a hot topic anymore. You know, it's not taboo. Fuck it. You know, let's go on strike. Let's make everything better for us or at least something, you know? Yeah. So that's really good to see. Dan, what else you got?
1: So, yeah, in the straight corner, my own little personal experience with it. I am currently job searching to find one that pays better than my current job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm scrolling through Indeed, looking at all the things, and I see one that fits my wants and needs really well. Mm -hmm. So I clicked on it, and I'm reading through the description the requirements, and then I notice that it says, this is a temporary position during labor dispute. Uh you are on indeed hiring scabs
0: that is filthy dang dang
1: what kind of company hvac plumbing electrical type of
0: like a a trade Mm -hmm. dang that sucks
2: yeah even if i didn't know what scabbing was i still would not take that job just because you've no idea what's gonna happen
0: right Yeah.
2: And also you should think about what happens after the strike is over.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, after the strike's over, you're fired.
2: Yeah. Right. So I get that it's only for a little bit, but that little bit could possibly be two days, one week.
0: And your conditions are probably gonna be crap because people are striking for better ones. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dang.
1: Yeah, if you drive through you will will see advertisements for this company.
0: Dang. That sucks.
1: So yeah, I thought that was gross.
2: Other than that, anything else?
0: Mm, I don't think so.
1: No, I think that's it.
2: Well then with that, Ted, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter, Collectiva, and Blue Sky at the moment.
2: Dan, do you have any place online where people can find you?
1: Uh nope. Okay,
2: cool. Sounds fair.
1: The only place I am online, I post pictures of my family and you won't find it.
2: That's fucking right. Fair. (laughs) You can find me on the same places as Ted, Twitter, Collectiva, and uh, the Blue Sky. You can find the show on all three. And please, if you get the chance, do go to our Patreon. We would love any support that we can get. You can even sign up for free now and just follow along there. You don't have to pay us anything. You can just be a watcher. And that's cool, too. Just so long as it looks like, you know, people are paying attention. You can also find (laughs) us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and audio. So we're good to go that way. And I think that's it. We're good. We're done. Cool. All right.
1: Awesome.
0: Hey,
2: you guys go and enjoy the rest of your Eclipse Day.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I had to enjoy that by myself.
2: Aww. Aww. But at least you got to watch it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a... Tribal type of restriction thing for cat. So,
2: okay, okay, I get it, I understand. Gotcha. Very cool and very good. Have a great weekend, y'all.
0: You too.
1: We'll see ya. There's
0: a couple of rules you follow when it comes to Halloween. And these are the rules, and you're going to follow them, because Hot Rod says so. First of all, when you go out there, you're going to wear something neon, because it's dark, and there's idiots driving cars. And them idiots are going to run you over. Some of them don't care. You're going to take care of yourself. Now, you're going to go, and you're going to knock on people's doors that got lights, so you can see. And you ain't going to go inside nobody's house when they offer you candy and close the door. You're going to stay on the doorstep and you're going to say trick-or-treat and you're going to say please and thank you. Now, when you get all your candy, what you're going to do is you're going to take your candy back home to your parents before you eat it. And then what you're going to do is you're going to have lots of fun and you're going to say to each other, Happy Halloween, trick-or-treat. See you next week. See you all next week, everybody. So long.